and uh, welcome to the latest episode of the McYap and Fries movie podcast. I welcome am, back, McYap and Fries. Yes, welcome back, people. <coughs> for those of uh, you who have listened to us before, my name is Gavin. And I'm Ian. And for those of you who do listen to us, we do apologize for our absence. Things beyond our control. Ian over here was uh, sent to the desert. <laughs> literally. I was, on, I was on Tatooine. Literally sent to the desert. He's been in Doha for the last... How long have you... Month and a half. About a month and a half. Time flies, man. I don't like sand. <laughs> it's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah. Not like you. Not like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that basically sums up my experience with Doha. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who follow Ian on Twitter, it'll come as no surprise to know that uh, he didn't exactly enjoy himself while he was there. Yeah, I think I used the word hate more in the last yeah, month yeah. and a half. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here featured quite regularly. Or help. Please save me. Yeah. Your boss doesn't follow you on Twitter, does he? No, 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 no. Thank God they don't. That could be a little tricky. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's McNasty Pits to McNasty Prime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, seeing as we're going there, I'll go there, too. If you want to follow me, it's Gav, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to get interact with us, you can send us an email at podcast.mygettingfries. On this week's show, we will be reviewing X-Men First Class. I'll be talking a little bit about uh, the Hangover sequel. Uh... And uh, you saw Blitz. I saw Blitz with Jason Statham and um, Aidan Gillen and a few other people. And we'll also get to this last week's big release, uh, Green Lantern. Uh, yep. Thoughts, share our thoughts on that. Yeah. And uh, for the Green Lantern review, hopefully, uh, if the stars are aligned, we'll have a special guest with us for that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he really wants to talk shit about this movie. <laughs> if he can get here. <laughs> but it's a pretty... Um, Review heavy show this week, so we're going to be a little. Uh, we're going to just going to breeze through the news. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that popped up over the uh, last month and a well, half that are worth talking about. Yeah, we'll I think that. so. But, but before we uh, start talking about any of that, I think it's uh, important to note that uh, the great Peter Falk has left us. Oh. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, he was Columbo, and uh, I think the last movie that I saw him in was Made, the, the movie that John Favreau directed with uh, Vince Vaughn. Oh right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think I haven't seen that. Yeah, and he was also, and like, the thing about my folks, was that him as well, with Paul Reiser? Yeah, I think that was him as well. I haven't seen either of those. Uh, but uh, Peter Fox is a legend. He's been around for years, decades. So, rest, la- in, rest in peace, my friend. The last thing I actually saw him in, like, as in the last movie I saw him in, not the most recent one, mm-hmm. um, or the most recent movie I saw that was from a while ago, was uh, Wings of Desire. That's right. That's right, the Wim Wenders movie. Yeah, when I saw that at the... Secret Cinema in London, where you know, in that he's an angel. Yeah, that is a beautiful movie, actually. Yeah. That is a great film, which was. Uh, he's great in it. Yeah, he just, is. He just turns up in the middle of it, and you're like, in the middle of all these Germans, and you're like, <laughs> it's Columbo. It's fucking Columbo. <laughs> you know, it's like, and he's playing Peter Falk. It's kind of like City of Lost Children, where suddenly you can't, you have to keep reminding yourself, that's that's Ron Perlman. Yeah. What's Ron Perlman doing in this? <laughs> um, and also, for Jackass fans, uh, Ryan Dunn passed away yeah. um, a few days ago. Horrible car crash. Yeah. That was a shock. That was yeah. a shock. But, um, I mean, I suppose he kind of went out the way he lived. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't not, know. Not something to, I mean, not something to laugh about, no. but, uh, Jesus, I mean, did you see the pictures of the car? It was no, completely no. total. I mean, and uh, like, he was going at something, something like 100, 130 miles an hour in a, in, a, in, a 55, in a 55 zone. Ouch. And uh, the car just... It erupted into flames when it on impact, so uh, they could barely they could barely identify him. I think he, at the end he was identified through from his uh, his tattoos. Jesus. So yeah, Peter Falk, Ryan Dunn, 
Rest in peace. Rest in peace, boys. You'll be missed. Moving on to some happier news. Did you see the Hobbit pictures of uh, Martin? Yes, Freeman? I did. Yes, I did. I got goosebumps looking at this. Yeah, this looks badass. So I'll put I'll, I'll put a link up to these pictures. There's three pics in total. One's just him reading a letter, which looks great. Yeah. He does look the part. Completely. He does. He does very much so. And there's another picture of uh, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. And, and he's just he's he's still Gandalf. Yep. Still it's got great. It. Still gra- yeah, Gandalf the Grey. Yeah. It's kind of weird with the with the Hobbit because uh, all of the well years leading up to it, it got to a point where we were all where we were sick of it. Yeah. You know, it's like it got to the point where like you know what I'm not I'm not so sure I want to see this movie anymore. Yeah. Uh, and when Peter Jackson was announced as the director, I mean, it was kind of good news, but at the same time, it kind of felt like. He's doing it because he doesn't have any choice. Because he have to, has to, yeah. yeah. But all of that and all my all my worries about the movie were washed away the moment I saw that video. Yeah, that, that ten minute video that he put the, up. He just a little video blog episode uh, It was video diary yeah, he yeah, put yeah. up, and it was just you well, could it, feel the love emanating from. Well, it also show. kind of um, reminded you of um, how how awesome those uh, those. Those original movies. Those, those original movies were, and uh, how much actually? You know what? Do I want another trip to Middle Earth? Actually, I do. <laughs> I when, when you see him walking around them, they've rebuilt the sets for the Hobbit, for the Hobbit yeah. House, and for Rivendell, and yeah. he's like a kid in a candy store. It's so great to be back here, and you're just yeah. like, yes, it is. Yeah, it really was nice, and also it kind of reminded you of like remember like in the original films, uh, when the when the extended editions came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. That was the first time where I ever sort of experienced really uh, like behind the scenes featurettes that actually you could feel as you were saying you could feel the love yeah. these guys loved making this movie and they, did one, like, they did one every month was it or one every week they did yeah, a couple yeah. of three months. and even with uh, and he continued that with King Kong yeah. and uh, if you even if you go back and um, if you were to get your hands on the director's cut of the Frighteners uh, he, he does the same thing with mm. that as well there's this insane feature length behind the scenes do- documentary that he's done which goes like you know, like uh, from from casting to rehearsals to filming to everything, yeah. And it's com- so in depth uh, that no one. I mean, he, he. I mean, he pretty much started doing that. Yeah. It's like now. And when they started doing that, it was like it's like when the Phantom Menace was was the, you watched that. That was one of the first yeah. trailers you saw on the internet. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is like something that you had to. You know, it would take forever to load those three minute segments. Yeah. But um, it was really you know using that the medium mm-hmm. and, and recording that stuff to, to get it out there and yeah. document what you've done it's yeah. a really nice thing to see that so it was not it's not just uh, the thought of the, the fact that the hobbit's coming out it's just it, you're kind I'm kind of glad that he's doing it now yeah. uh, although having said that I would have really loved to have seen uh, Guillermo del Toro's hobbit yes because I think that that, 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 that was a that was a match made in heaven yeah. with uh, you know Peter Jackson and, and del Toro working together did you see any of the stuff about del Toro work talking about dragon designs and how to do dragons yes he's, yes. Talking, about, he's talking about it in Malefic- Malefic- yeah. Maleficent but he's also um, Maleficent is, he's doing the story of Sleeping Beauty but from the witch's view right mm-hmm. but he, obviously a lot of that came from Smog because he was wanted to get the dragon he was spending ridiculous amounts of time he wanted to get the dragon to look the way look right yeah so yeah. I wonder if they'll use any of that for the movie itself now and um, Sherlock Holmes is the, the voice of Smog isn't he Benedict, what's his name? Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is he? Yeah, he's the voice of Smoke. He's cool. Uh-huh. And also, and uh, Barry Humphreys was added to the cast. Yes, that's, that's like that's okay, everyone's in that movie. And uh, also uh, Kate from Lost. Yes. Evangeline Lilly. Is that she's just gonna like stick it's out like, like a sore thumb. Like, what is she? Do- I mean, she's not even in the book. She's like an elf. What is she doing in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, you know who I think's to blame for She'd that? She'd be looking pain. I think Dominic Monaghan's to blame for that. Because you know there are a couple. Oh really? Oh yeah 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 yeah. You know that he called up. You know that she's like, "Come on, get me, get me on board." <laughs> I'm coming out for a visit. It's probably just a little. Camera. I was reading a, in an interview with uh, Elijah Wood, and he was saying that he's he's only going to be shooting for like a week. Yeah. He's going to go for a month anyway. Yeah, yeah, just just to, just, just to hang out with him. 
Again, shows the love. Yeah. Uh, it really is one big happy family. Keeping it with Peter Jackson, um, did you see the Tintin trailer that came out? I did, I did, I did. What did you think of it? So the, the, I'll put a link up to the trailer. I, I actually really liked it, but, but then again, I mean... It doesn't show a lot. It doesn't show a lot. Um, and you still kind of have there, there, that one shot of Tintin's face that you get at the end. It, oh, I, it, it, does, it does look a little Polar Express. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, they really needed to, with that trailer, they really needed to show that the people weren't in the Uncanny Valley and it wasn't the Polar Express. And yeah. they didn't help themselves by showing it. Like, I mean, the world looks amazing. The world looks amazing. Yes, I mean, some of that does. looks like a real room. Yeah. Because it's not a real room, right? It's all yeah. blue screen. Um, but I actually liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the movie. Mm. Um, and. You know, and I'm not, I'm not so sure if I feel that way because I am a Tintin fan mm -hmm. or because I, I actually like the look of it. But I thought, you know, how, how bad can it be? It's, it's, it's Spielberg and Jackson. How bad can it be? Seriously. Mm. And they got a great cast. Uh, it's got a great pedigree. I mean, and also it's going to look better. Yeah. You know, I mean, I actually got into this insane argument uh, with, um, with, my, with my boss at work over this. <laughs> because su su <coughs> the, the thing that kind of bugs me about, uh, that, I'm, that I'm just getting a little tired of, is that now everyone has suddenly become a motion capture expert. Yeah. And everyone seems to have this very in informed opinion as to <laughs> how, you know, as to, as to why motion capture sucks. Uh -huh. You know, and I'm like, well, how can, how can you judge based on a minute and a half trailer? Mm. <laughs> Where you really don't see that much. But the thing is, as we get the, as we get closer and closer to being able to replicate humans, as that gap narrows, it is the uncanny valley. The more it looks real, the more the smaller things can become hugely out of proportion. Your eye will just spot there's something wrong here, and I'll just, yeah. there's just you no, know, take it and burn it. You know, something will just it's the dead eyes or something like that. But once your brain, you cannot turn your, that part of your brain off. So that's why it does become something to worry about. I think for me, and I know that uh, filmmakers would completely disagree with me on this, is that I tend to look at it as a cartoon. Mm. You know, and I, and I know that that's not how it's intended to be seen. I, I, know, like, uh, I know that like, uh, people like Zemeckis and Spielberg and Cameron would probably get offended at that. Mm. But to me, I look at it as a cartoon, and when I, look, when I see it as animation, it doesn't bother me. Those things don't become an issue anymore. You know? yeah, it's, yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of how I've... Uh, that's kind of how I, I see Tintin. To me, it just looks like this really huge, epic cartoon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that they're trying to go a little realistic with. Uh, I mean, but so it didn't really bug me in that regard. And I think, at the end of the day, what, what's, what's most important is that the film is good. Yes. You know, I'm not too bothered about the whole dead-eyed thing. I mean, that's going to maybe bug me a little bit in, in certain places. But for me, I'm just... I'm, I just want to see a cool Tintin story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's not necessarily the Tintin story that I would start with. Yeah. But it's still a cool Tintin story, and you know, just to see, just, with, just to see know. Professor Cu Professor Cuthbert Calculus and fucking Cap, the you Thompson know, twins, the Thompson twins, uh, <laughs> the Thompson. <laughs> just seems funny. That's to what say. their name is. I know, I know, that's what their name is. It's, it's just, I'm looking forward to that. <coughs> And I think that that's gotten a little lost. It was like when Thor, it's like when Thor came out, you know, when the trailer for Thor came out and people were bitching about it, uh, like saying that like this movie's gonna suck. And I'm like, for God, you know, like you are the same people that five years ago would have been so like just like bitching amongst yourselves that there that there was no Thor movie. Yeah. yeah. Now there's gonna be a Thor, you know, and and not, and like and also another film that like we're gonna be reviewing today, Green Lantern, you know, a film that I, I did have some issues with. But having said that, it's cool that there's a Green Lantern movie. Yes. You know, when, you, when, I, when I was when I was in the cinema, and you see that on the lo on the screen. It's like it's like holy I'm, shit! Ho holy crap! They've actually made Green Lantern. That they've gotten that far down the list of superheroes to make. Yep. Um, speaking about the cartoon things, I did actually for the first time recently. I saw Avatar again on 2D on TV, and that's very much the same kind of thing. I was actually watching it, and then it, it, it took me a good two hours before I realized that oh, this is all completely fake. Yeah. 
I, I, I slipped completely back into it. And again, I guess that's the, 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 the high bar is that whatever problems you might have with that movie, those visuals look like real places. Yeah. And that, that nailed it, and so it didn't become an issue anymore. Yeah. Although, you know, like, uh, I've seen bits of um, Avatar in sort of, like, HD. It looks fucking weird. Yeah, I've seen it that It looks one, really it, weird. On demo ticket, but yeah. HD in general, if you... If you HD, I have, I have issues with that. I mean, to me, I may, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just getting old, you know, but I like that grainy film look, you know? I mean, HD's just a little too clear. It looks like something that was shot on a view cam, and I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, I remember, like, watching Harry Potter at, at a friend's place, and it was on HD. I'm like, this looks awful. Really? Yeah, it looks it looks like it was shot on a view on a view cam. It's, it's really weird. The special effects look more real than the like you know like yeah. the special effects look plastered on. Yeah. It's really bizarre. But whenever I walk past, whenever you walk past the Avatar on the demo unit in a shop, it's just like that's in focus and the rest of the world is off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of, but that's because especially Avatar with all those colors, it's just like I, I don't want to look at it anymore. It's too bright. You know, my eyes. James Cameron's really <laughs> James Cameron's just listening to this like you ungrateful bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I spent better part of a decade developing this technology, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Spend five grand just so you amateur critic wannabes can spend. talk shit about my movie that made more money than any other movie ever. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. James Cameron gotta eat. Just imagine you, you know, get five, spend, spending five to ten grand on a big ass high def TV and then like going around the back and loosening the cable so it's a bit fuzzy. That's better. Or hitting the side of the TV so the picture gets worse, not better. Go to a French restaurant and ask for ketchup. <laughs> you want fries with that, sir? I like lots of ketchup on my Philly McNutties. <laughs> uh, you seem to be having some trouble with the ketchup. <laughs> I will show you how to get the ketchup out. <laughs> Do you ever see that episode of Yogi Bear? No. It was pretty funny. Yogi Bear becomes an ambassador for Jellystone Park. He goes to Paris. Or just he gets like he gets offered filet mignon and he asks for ketchup, <laughs> and then the chef and the chef takes the, the ketchup bottle and smashes it over his head. <laughs> I will show you how to get the ketchup out. <laughs> smashes him over the head with it. I've never seen that. It's genius. Oh, that's YouTube. <coughs> um. Another news, uh, did you see the promo art they had for the Avengers? The I did, I did. You get our first proper look at Hawkeye. Yeah, and the Hulk. And the Hulk. Well, we kind of already knew how they were going to go with the Hulk. Yeah. He's a big green guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many ways you can go about it. <laughs> Stripes. <laughs> at least, I mean, what I, what I was very grateful, what I did like um, about the design in uh, The Incredible Hulk as opposed to Ang Lee's Hulk is that in Ang Lee's Hulk, he looked like, a, he looked like Gumby on steroids. Yeah, he did look a bit you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> like Gumby, he had Gumby's skin tone. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. at least the skin tone in uh, in the Incredible Hulk was a little bit more lifelike. He looked a little bit more real, a little bit more like the comic. But uh, yeah, I mean, Hawkeye is a guy in a leather suit and with no arms, which kind of is the way I thought they would go with it. No face mask either. But um, I like well, that's kind of, I like the fact that there's no face mask. That, that's the one thing about Hawkeye that works for the comics. It never worked. <laughs> it works for the comics. It, it was never going to work for live action. Yeah, that fucking weird. Halloween costume mask that he has on in the comics. He does stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, himself and Black Widow. It's like Black Widow's kicking and this like guy with a bow. He is going to. It's going to be a hard sell. Yeah, to, it's to like get that. you know, it's you like, got Iron Man who's got missiles and could you know, fly. You know, and you got Captain America who's Throw Captain shit. America. You yeah. got the God of Thunder. You got Throw the Hulk also. that can just shatter buildings with a punch. And you got a guy with a bow and arrow. Yeah, and then you got a guy with a bow and arrow. <laughs> What's Robin Hood doing in this movie? Uh, speaking of. Um, 
Speak, speaking of Robin Hood, just to get off um, top a little bit, some interesting casting news for Superman. Oh yeah. Uh, that Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe was cast as Jor-El. Yes. And uh, and Julia Ormond is his mo- is his uh, as a, as, a, as uh, Superman's mom. Lana. Yeah. Lara. And uh, one thing that's kind of interesting is that. Um, so let me get this straight. Is it going to be like long-haired, beardy? So so, uh, so, so let me get Russell this. Crow? So let me get this straight. Superman is the son of Robin Hood, and Robin <laughs> Hood sends Superman to Earth. So he could be raised by another Robin Hood. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird. <laughs> Superman, Robin Hood. Ah, uh, newsflash! Just uh, this, just in, dude. Roads are shut down and traffic is nuts. Don't think I can make it. So our special guest will not be making a special guest appearance. No, no. Sorry, losers. Okay. <laughs> All right, part is. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird. But uh, it is kind of weird. But I just wonder: is it going to be like you know, uh, Oscar-worthy Russell Crowe, which is the schlubby one with the kind of with his long hair? Like, uh, what's that one? State of Play. Yeah, State of Play. Yeah, State of Play. The beard. I wonder: is it going to be that guy to Jor-El? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but I can't imagine them all trim. Can, and... Well, can you imagine Superman with facial hair? No. No. So I don't think Superman's dad is going to have facial hair. If they're, if they're not going to let Marlon. Bra- in encrypt on this. Thing. If they're not going to let Marlon Brando have facial hair, yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to let Russell Crowe yeah. have facial hair. And I think Russell Crowe is not going to want to have facial hair either. <laughs> I'm Superman's dad. <laughs> Superman's dad doesn't have facial hair. And he's Australian. He's <laughs> Australian. <laughs> I'll so, plan it as fuck, mate. I'm going to send you away. It's for your own good. <laughs> Put on our McBaby into your little McPlanet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're making. Superman, Superman's parents is, are Australian and French. Is uh, Julia more French? She's English. She looks French, though. She's, she comes, she's in a lot of French <laughs> movies. She comes across as annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arty. Arty. Super, Supermom's sense of snow. <laughs> I like Julia Roman, though. Uh, I mean, as an actress. I mean, I, I, I didn't like her in Legends of the Fall, which mm. was the movie that was supposed to make her a big star. Mm. And then she did Sabrina and kind of screwed it up for herself. Uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't like her in Legends of the Fall because I, I just like, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, you don't sleep with your, with your fucking, yeah. you know, your brother. Dick move. Yeah, you don't sleep with your you know, husband's <laughs> brother, even if your husband was horribly, brutally killed in war. <laughs> you don't do that shit. Especially when your ex-husband is fucking, eat, you know, like El- El- Elliot from E.T. Yeah, that shit ain't cool. You don't cheat on Elliot. Yeah, that shit ain't cool. <laughs> Bring it back to the Avengers, uh, we should definitely mention the Captain America trailer, which debuted yesterday. Oh yes. oh yes, heroes are made in America. Yes, <laughs> that is literally the tagline for this movie. I I, I laughed my ass off when that came on. I had to look at it again twice. I was like, I was looking at the it's action, like, and I wasn't did paying they, attention. Did they just go there? Yeah, <laughs> it's bad enough that your that your man's costume is the American flag. It's like let's really rub it in their face. <laughs> that you know that that trailer went straight to fucking the Middle East. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I mean, it's. It, it's. I, I get it, but it's misjudged. Just that, like you know, it heroes is, are made in America. Everywhere else can fuck off. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you think this A stands for France? Uh, but actually, Chiran. Point- I'm hoping they can put that in. Yeah, but Chiran actually pointed out something that's. Um, that, that's actually quite true. If you are going to go all gung ho with that, yeah. then you got to do it for a period film. Yeah. It's because World War Two. Doing it now. Doing it now, like it's got to be. The fact that Captain America is a period film that, is, that it takes place in, world, in the Second World War, yeah. you can kind of get away with going all gung ho with the whole Americana thing because that was a point in time where, yeah, they they had every right to be 
you know, yeah. big-headed. <laughs> they, say, they saved their ass, those, those limey's ass. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> They've been reminding them ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't for us, boy, you'd all be speaking German. <laughs> I need, but yeah, I need to see that movie again. But what I did like about the trailer was they showed, and I think they've been saying this about the movie for a while, um, they showed a hell of a lot more of Steve Rogers. Yeah. Wimpy yeah. kid. But, and, and, that, and it just looks weird. It's just Chris Evans' head on that little tiny. He's so small. Yes. I mean, he's really ridiculously small. small. <laughs> and and there still are a couple of shots where you, you do get the whole big head, small body. Sort yeah, of yeah. Look. There's one where he's standing beside the girl and he's shorter than her. Yeah. And it's just like... It just looks a little weird. Why are they even talking to this guy? He's like a child. And that shot that we were talking about in the first trailer where she touches him then pulls away, yeah, he's yeah. still there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I saw... I saw it, still, it still makes me laugh when yeah. I see that. She's like, oh, I've changed my mind about you. I'm not shallow at all. Nice <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get so many girls. Yeah, that's actually the line. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> no, but uh, Chris Evans looks like he nails it. Mm. And uh, it just looks like a kick-ass movie. Yeah, it's looking a lot of fun. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Marvel has really got their shit together. Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers and DC really need to... Uh, I saw something that was like lessons they can learn uh, from DC. Yeah, like five, it was a Hollywood five, five, five lessons to learn from Green Lantern. Yeah, it was a yeah. Hollywood Reporter, right? Yeah, and Hollywood it was Reporter. one of them was like that. It's the Warner Brothers suits who have final say over the movies, not the DC guys. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the problem. That's the problem. They're they're basically you know it's like um, they you know advisors. Yeah. But they're you know we we really think Superman needs to fight a pole, punch a polar bear in the third act. Yeah. <laughs> a giant spider. A giant spider. It's <laughs> like so one of the things they said is like copy Marvel, and then the other thing is don't copy Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Copy Marvel as in make us shit tons of money. Copy Marvel in the sense, you know, let DC make the decisions, but don't copy Marvel in the sense that you don't necessarily have to follow that blueprint in order to do yeah. a Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, just focus on getting the individual characters right first. Yeah. And, you know, to a certain extent, they kind of do. It's not, you know, but it's it's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, coming to other, you know, other news, um, I just love that the headlines for this was just like probably the worst, uh, coming soon had this, probably the worst uh, idea ever. Um, they're going to do a gritty reboot of uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> a gritty reboot. Apparently, um, it's, so, it's live so, action so. with effects by Weta. I, I had to, I went off and looked and made sure this was on a couple of sites, so there wasn't a fucking you know June Fool I, joke or something. A gritty remake. Yeah, yeah. And Shane Acker will direct the director of Nine. Direct. How do you do a gritty? What is it like? Like Unstoppable or something? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine is unstoppable. <laughs> he's carrying a where, shit. Where, no, the other tagline he's is he's carrying a shitload of explosives. <laughs> the other tagline is where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> This train has lost its fucking mind. Thomas <laughs> the Tank Engine's gone off the rails, If bitch. you're gonna do a gritty remake, don't give it to Shane Acker. Give it to, like, Tony Scott. <laughs> Tony Scott clearly has a thing for trains. Yeah. You know, the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, and then Unstoppable. You cool. know, he could hit his stride with this. Or better yet, you know, really just go crazy and give it to David Lynch. <laughs> It'll be a three-hour epic where the train just doesn't move. The train... <laughs> It just slowly melts. The train goes on strike. <laughs> so, uh... But uh, and, 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 do it. can and, the train's looking for equal pay. And there'll be a Laura Dern voiceover every five minutes. <laughs> so, Alec, is Alec Baldwin in this one? I don't know. Uh, the, the, the tale will revolve around a preteen boy who was drifted apart from his father. Why does this movie exist? <laughs> the son is introduced into this world of Sodor, a place his father visited as a child but can't remember. I want to see... Is, I mean, just like, but can't remember. I want to see... 
Period. I want there is a bonding I, experience. I, That's just the way he finishes it. I want to see a gritty live-action remake of the Care Bears. Oh, man. So, I mean, they just have this teaser art, which I'll link off to, which Fuck is it. just... It's one just... It's Thomas's ass, basically. One of them. Arriving soon. <laughs> I love, I'm, how much are you going to bet that that image is, is going to be better than the film? Yeah. But... <laughs> Actually, you know what? We, we might just see the teaser and go, What's wrong with his face? Actually, it works. <laughs> There have been so, I don't know, you're right. As an idea, it just sounds ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not that gritty. It's just that it's coming off that way in the material they're talking about so far. <laughs> a gritty remake of Thomas the fucking... He smokes a cigar. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> hmm. uh, speaking of uh, gritty, uh, Quentin Tarantino has uh, f- uh, just uh, finished casting his uh, latest film which is called uh, Django Unchained yeah the whole fucking script is online everyone's read it like I know I know I haven't read it because I, I don't want to I've never really been in the habit of downloading scripts from the internet and reading them yeah. I kind of want to just see the movies as they are and also another problem with downloading scripts is that most times the script that you read even if it is the shooting script is not necessarily the film that ends up on the screen no. as uh, we were kind of talking about last night when we were talking about uh, Green Lantern <coughs> Yeah, is that uh, allegedly there was a lot more shot. There was, there, was you know, there was a lot more stuff in the script that didn't make the film, which kind of, which kind of makes me wish, kind of makes me hope that there's going to be an extended awesome, director's yeah. cut. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, the uh, Django Unchained is the story of a slave who's liberated by a German bounty hunter, and he's trained as a fighter, and then he sets out to liberate the love of his life from a slave owner. It's a western, right? Yeah. Uh, the slave owner, the ba- the villain, is going to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Um, the German bounty hunter is going to be played by Christoph Waltz. Of course. And, uh, At this moment, you say, there's a reason why you say German bounty hunter, yeah. not just bounty hunter. Yeah, you know, like, uh, can we say, written for someone? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is also going to be co-starring as the slave owner's uh, top house slave. As what? He's going to be the top slave in the house. Oh. I was like, what's a top house slave? I didn't know it was top house slave. Uh, and... Um, there was a lot of um, speculation about who was going to be playing the Django. Uh, Will Smith was actually Tarantino's first choice, yeah. and I'm actually upset that Will Smith turned this down. What's he doing these days? Men in Black 3. Oh, yeah, that's about it. He's been yeah. doing that for the last and, while. Uh, and uh, his uh, production company, Overbrook Entertainment, is uh, moving full steam ahead with that remake of Annie, mm-hmm. with Jay-Z involved doing the music, starring, starring Will Smith's daughter, Willow. And, uh, he, and uh, he's also um, approached Emma Thompson to write the screenplay. Oh. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. That's very interesting. Uh, but um, so Will Smith turned it down, and then after that, the front runners was Idris Elba mm. and uh, Chris Tucker and Jamie Foxx. And it was recently confirmed that Jamie Foxx has signed on to do it. Cool. Uh, I mean, I like Jamie Foxx, but my second choice would have been Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. Idris, Idris, Idris Elba as a fucking crazy he ass. Exude menace. <laughs> as a crazy ass angry slave out for vengeance. I just want to see Idris Elba beat the shit out of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you know that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get his ass handed to him in this yes. movie. Yeah. But and also that was also a team up I really wanted to see, like Tarantino, Will Smith, and Leonardo DiCaprio. That would have been very interesting. Yes. And you know what the hell, man? Come on. What did Will choose not to do? What did he choose to do instead of this? I wonder. I don't know. He turned down working with Tarantino. I know. I mean, like, why would you do that? I mean, would you just be a man? I don't know. It's, I mean, like, the, I, I. I I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. I just cannot explain it. And and I really hope that they do like a documentary on this. I want to know why. Yeah. I want to know why Will Smith turned this down. Was the script really bad? Did yeah. it have the did it have the you know the word nigger in it too much? I mean who like, who, who is he working with at the, at the same time? Who whether that would trump Tarantino? I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's it just baffles them. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are you smoking, dude? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and um, this is big news for me, because uh, I am a really big Warren, Warren Beatty fan. Uh, but Warren Beatty is about to make his first film in 10 years. Fuck. Uh, 10 years! No, 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 well, no, I mean, 13, it's been 13 years, actually. Uh, the last film that he directed was uh, Bullworth in 1998. Jesus. And uh, I love Bullworth. Yeah, I, thought, good. I thought Bullworth was a really, really but good film. a long film. time ago. Uh, his last movie as an actor was uh, Town and Country, which kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, apparently he's... Um, He's uh, got a new. He's got a new film that he's uh, written. He's going to be producing it. He's going to be directing it. And guess what? He's going to be acting in it. So it's a. It's pretty much yeah. business as usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's. Uh, it was revealed that uh, the movie is going to be about Howard Hughes, and uh, that the movie will be about an affair that the reclusive tycoon had in, uh, late in his life with a much younger woman. Mm. So again, Warren Beatty being Warren Beatty. Uh, Warren Beatty, seventy-four years old. Howard Hughes was seventy when when he died. Oh. So it's. Roughly there it is. And um, he started um, having meetings with a whole bunch of actors, including Alec Baldwin, Andrew Garfield, Shia LaBeouf, Rooney Mara, Jack Nicholson, Evan Rachel Wood, and of course, Annette Benning. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think Annette Benning's gonna let him yeah. fucking walk around the set with a younger chick? Oh no. Uh-uh. uh-uh. But I'm really happy about this because I am a big, big Warren Beatty fan. Have been ever since I saw Heaven Can Wait. <laughs> and uh, I and, and and I and I love Dick Tracy. I think Dick Tracy is a really really cool. It's getting a lot of love these days. Well, I mean, when you, I haven't seen it in a while, but I think the last time I saw it was probably about five or six years ago, and it's aged very well. Yeah. Uh, and also. Al Pacino. And also, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you watch it again, it's like, how many famous people are actually in this movie? Under layers and layers of makeup that I don't recognize. That was the year that Al Pacino got nominated for... Was it De Niro was Mumbles? No, not De Niro. Dustin Dustin Hoffman. It's like, what the... (laughs) That was the year that uh, Al Pacino got nominated for um, Best Supporting Actor for two films. Uh Uh, uh, It was... um, It was uh, Glengarry Glen Ross and uh, Dick Tracy. (laughs) Nuts. Big Boy Caprice. Actually, no, 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 no. No, no, I'm wrong. He he uh, he got nom- he was nominated for uh, best supporting actor and best actor. Ah. Uh, he was nominated for uh, best supporting actor for Dick Tracy, and he was nominated for best actor for The Godfather Part Three. Gotcha. And yeah, that was the that was the the, the sop to yeah. Couple yeah, of yeah. yeah well, we were the one the the, the year one. the year that he was nominated for Glengarry Glen Ross, he, uh, he lost that, but he actually won that year for Sense of a Woman. Hua, <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, he won it for the wrong film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was like a perfect example of like we're sorry we've ignored you for decades. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please take this award yeah. and never come back. <laughs> <laughs> please stop. Uh, but since, <laughs> please, please, please stop. Stop. Don't ever, don't ever let him stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also there was uh, <coughs> rumors. Uh, that uh, Warren Beatty is going to be working on a sequel to Dick Tracy as well. But, There's but something about he fought for the rights, wasn't it? That's what we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. A couple well, of weeks ago. you know, if fighting for the rights trans- translates means, tra- you know, tra- if you know, fighting for the rights basically means dressing up as Dick Tracy during a televised interview. Yeah, that was the thing. He, he managed to retain some of the rights, but he actually retained the rights, so he has the rights to make another movie. No, but he did announce, uh, he was at, I think, some Heroclix convention or something recently, and he did announce that he's going to do another one. Yeah. Uh, but all I can say is, and I say this as a huge fan, just direct it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Please don't act in it. No. It will not look good if you act in it. Mm. <laughs> You're way too old. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you dye the hair, yeah. 
you can't, no. and you can't CG that many lot wrinkles out. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You, and I say this as a huge fan of the man. Oh, just, he can just be in it. He just has to play a big boy. Just direct. Piece. Just direct it, or play, or play, play Charles Durning's role. Play the, play the chief. Yeah. <laughs> Lure Charlie Cosmo out of retirement and get him to play the kid again. <laughs> Kids all grown up. Oh, God. Uh, a little bit of casting news. Did you see that um, it's reported that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in talks to play Roadblock in G.I. Joe 2? Yes. Perfect. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> Although, isn't Roadblock black? Yeah. Isn't Roadblock black? Isn't Rock The Rock black? Are you calling into his heritage into question? No. The Roadblock, I mean, The Roadblock. The Roadblock. <laughs> Mr. Roadblock to you, sir. I would like to see The Rock play... Benicio Del Toro's character in Fear and Loathing. <laughs> if they ever did a remake. <laughs> you haven't seen that, what's it called? What? R Richard Rango? E. Kelly's movie? After... Richard E. Kelly? Yeah, after uh, after Donnie Darko. What, Southland Tales? Yes, have you seen that? Uh, I, I tried to see it. That's as close <laughs> as you'll get to seeing him playing that guy, because he just is like a big, huge stuntman who's terrified of everything all the time. <laughs> Like, I think there's a scene where he, sh does he shoots somebody or something, he's in the garden freaking out. <laughs> he just throws away the gun and then runs off down the street. You know, you actually... Boy, rabbit! You actually make that movie sound quite good. Yeah, well, that, that bit. It's actually a terrible it's, fucking yeah, movie. No, it's, 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 it's a horrible. <laughs> was it Sean William Scott Saves the Universe, kind of, or ends it, or something? I, I, you know what, I really don't know. Yeah. What was that movie about? I it's about the end of the world or something. Something. It's you're just watching this movie and the whole thing you just like you just sort of watching it going, my God, this guy directed Donnie Darko. Why is why? What, How do what? you follow up Donnie Darko with this? Yeah. Quite easily, apparently. Yeah, quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to touch on two more trailers just briefly. Then, um, did you see the second Planet of the Apes trailer? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Um, aside from it being a very spoilerish trailer, yeah. Um, I this movie is looking better and better. Yeah, I mean, it's gone from bad bad idea to good idea for me. Um, it shows a lot more of them raising Caesar and, and yeah. dealing with, and a lot more of John Lithgow's character. Which and it's nice to see John Lithgow back on the big screen. Yeah. He's 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 I've missed John Lithgow. And he doesn't look like he's playing a baddie, which is, is nice as well. You know, every time I see every time I see John Lithgow in anything, I'm always sort of tempted to just go back and watch. Some old John Lithgow stuff because yeah. he's done some classics. Go and watch Harry and the Andersons again. <laughs> Actually, for me, it would be Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> Ricochet and Raising King. That's that. That's a great performance in a in a not so great movie. Yeah. What's the other one? He's he's the bad guy in Cliffhanger, isn't he? Yeah. And he, yeah. he relishes that role, yeah, yeah, getting yeah, to kill yeah. people and do everything. He's brilliant in that. He has a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And the other trailer I want to mention was that came out quite a while ago was the Red Band Conan trailer. Yeah, this movie looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> this movie looks really bad. Uh, I mean, it looks like it could be... It looks like it could potentially be a bit of fun. Yeah, Stephen Lang looks like he look, just looks awesome as usual. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the, the movie looks all right. Yeah. You know, the look of the film is actually okay. It's just what it's doing. It's is... just that every time Jason Momoa opens his mouth, it's like... <laughs> the barbarian feels this. Oh, my God. It's this is for blood. It just, it just looks... It looks like it. It just looks awful. It doesn't help that he's also playing the same character in Game of Thrones, and he says less, and he looks better. He doesn't. All he said, uh, no. That's all he says. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh. Was it you who was telling me that that's like all he says while he's screwing that chick? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta see this. I haven't seen Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones is excellent, and Jason Momoa has very little to do in it. He just stands there. He's like a piece of teak. So he does. So he's quite good in it. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He's very tiki. Uh, I love being judgmental. It's so much fun. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it just? Uh, what else you got? Uh, <laughs> well, back to Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Or DJ uh, Driss, as he used to be known, apparently. Idris, uh... Apparently what? that's what it used to be, DJ Driss. He was a DJ before he was an actor. He looks like a DJ. Doesn't he? <laughs> Especially in this picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wearing a suit, motherfucker, get some cans on. <laughs> Break out some fat beats. Uh, no, but Idris Elba, he's uh, signed on to star in Guillermo del Toro's uh, <coughs> new flick, uh, Pacific Rim. Mm. Uh, not much is known about the film, except that it's a, an alien invasion movie. So we got a rim job. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's an alien invasion movie that pits the human race against we don't really know mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, Idris Elba is uh, he, uh, Tom Cruise was originally uh, earmarked for this role yeah. so when you start replacing Tom Cruise in movies you know that you're on your way yeah, up yeah, yeah. and just ring um, your bell motherfucker I mean have you watched The Wire? Uh, no I haven't watched it yet he's, I haven't watched Luther yet either but in that he's just like he's the devil in sweatpants and he joins uh, Charlie Hunman, uh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy and, oh, yeah. and Green Street Hooligans, and uh, and Charlie Day. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and the upcoming Horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses. Oh, horrible Bosses. No, I think yeah. they're a bad teacher. This guy's this guy's quite funny, actually. Charlie Day. Yeah. He's actually pretty funny. Have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? It's actually pretty Which, funny. I watched one of it. It was the, they were the abortion to, one. Was no, it the abortion the, the, one. The first one with the racism. There was like you know their friend or like, this guy arrived and he was black and they weren't expecting it. And it was just awkward. <laughs> and I wasn't. Is it is it awkward comedy? Because I don't like uh, that awkward comedy. It is. Stuff. It is kind of awkward comedy, but it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, apparently this is the biggest film that Guillermo del Toro has ever ever done. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and for a while he was having trouble getting it greenlit because it was such a huge film. Yeah. Uh, but now it has been. No, he's having trouble getting it greenlit because he's got out with Otaro. That's what happens. Because the Met the Madness is dead, right? Or not Met the Madness, is it? Mm hmm. Mountains of Madness. Mm hmm. And, uh, also, and seeing as we're on uh, Guillermo del Toro, it was also recently announced that he probably is not going to be doing a third Hellboy film. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was just Miller just saying he's very busy. That was all. Uh, well. I don't know. It's because it's it's been a while. Yeah. You know. I mean, if if you're not going to do it now, then when are you going to do it? It'd be nice to see someone else take the reins and see how that goes. Because while they're good, I, th there's changes they made to it that I don't think they need to. Like the whole Hellboy's a sap kind of thing was a bit off-putting. Whereas mm -hmm. in the comics, he's just Hellboy. Yeah. And everyone knows who Hellboy is, and no one's yeah. freaked out by his look. He's not hiding and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'd like to see someone else take the reins and see how they get on. Be interesting. Be interesting to see what someone else would do with it. Yeah. Let's move on to this week's emails. All right. Cool. And this is the first email comes from friend of the show, Charles Donnelly. Hello, Charles. This is back from May 29th. <laughs> so, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, Charles, but thanks for writing in. Um, he's a new qu his question is, with all the new superhero films coming up, X-Men First Class, Green Lantern, what's the other one, Justice League? It came down to it. I guess he means the Avengers. <laughs> I guess so. It came, if it came down to it, who would be best? Batman and his utility belt or Green Arrow and his quiver? Uh, I'd say definitely Batman and the yeah. utility because you know you got more pockets. Yeah, and you can keep more shit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like green, green, and things, and things that you of, don't need to use a bow to throw. Some of Green Arrow's arrows were pretty dodgy. The, 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 the one with the boxing, the boxing glove. glove. <laughs> it's like what the? It's what's like, wrong with your fist? Yeah. <laughs> you can punch you from all the way over there. This guy's got a gun. Yeah. And you've got an arrow with a boxing glove at the end of it. That's that's pretty lame. So no, I would definitely go with Batman. Yeah, Shit, I'd even take Robin's utility belt. Over, over. <laughs> Green Arrow, 
What's, what, is he gonna, what are you going to fight people with? Harsh language? Yeah, they won't be doing a Green Arrow movie. No, I don't think they'll be doing a Green Arrow movie. Mm. Which probably means they will do a Green yeah, Arrow yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised, if they, if I'm they, surprised can, they didn't do it this year with if, Green Hornet and Green Lantern. If they can do a gritty remake of Thomas the Choo Choo Train, <laughs> they can definitely do fucking Green Arrow. <laughs> I know it's not actually Thomas the Choo Choo Train, I know. that's what I like to call it. I just I hope Ringo Starr does a voice because cover. it sounds really funny like to say gritty and choo choo in the same <laughs> sentence. It's a gritty choo choo. I do want Ringo Starr to be doing some kind of voiceover or cameo though. That has to happen. He can play the fat controller or something. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. <laughs> Who should? Do you ever watch that shit now? It's like really calming. Is it? Yeah. It's like and all the trains went. <laughs> Thomas no. had some trouble getting up the hill. He, I know I'm up. I try. I'm up. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm am too loyal to Postman Pat. <laughs> have you watched Postman Pat recently? Have you seen the ads? That, that shit freaks me out. Have you seen the ads? I think it's Postman Pat should have gone to Specsavers. Have you seen this? No. They did like a Postman Pat episode. Like it 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 looks exactly like Postman Pat, and he's his glasses are fucked, and he just goes around whatever the the, the he goes around town crashing into shit and spooking. Uh, the cat, what was the cat's name? <laughs> but it just, you just, it's just funny to see, you know, Postman Pat. It looks like, if you haven't, if you don't know it's his glasses, it looks like he's just driving under the influence. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, oh, Pat, should have got the spec savers. <laughs> God, it's so bizarre. Yeah. So, yes, Charles, I hope that answers your question. I'll yeah. definitely take Batman's utility belt over a green arrow's quiver. Yeah, uh, cheesy email that said to say the picture of the cat doing hammer time was out of control. Still laughing, so I'll be like that while we were away. Um, listener number 93 says, if you had to bring back a souvenir from where you both were respectively, what would it be? Cheers, guys. Hmm. Res- what? Where we both were? Uh, where, where have we been? Where, like, wait, wait, I don't know. We've been away. <laughs> where, where do we go? Uh, I should have well, brought back some. I should have brought back a jar of sand. I, well, I was recently in Australia, so I should have brought back some diseases. <laughs> I don't. Arcane toads. I don't know. Well, what do you bring did back? Did you get a hat with corks on it? No, I did not. Oh. <laughs> uh, although. Did you get did, a, a kangaroo fridge magnet? I did bring back a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually for you. Oh. We forgot to. I forgot to bring it. <laughs> thanks, thanks for reminding me, caller. <laughs> Why did I put it in the drawer? I should have just kept it in plain sight. So yeah, I'd always yeah. be reminded. No, I just put it in the drawer. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so you did bring something back. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, I brought back from uh, Doha a renewed uh, energy for life, <laughs> and not going and a, and a desire never to go back to Doha. <laughs> That's my souvenir. It's come back with a re- with a renewed um, vigor, sort of commitment to never ever watch Dune ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I recently rewatched it. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> the childhood memory is a better memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've I've seen it numerous times. I mean, I I know it's shit, but fear is a mind killer. But it's uh, but it's one of those things that like you, you can't resist such a train wreck. Yeah. You know, it is one of those films where that it is so bad that. What are they? What are they? Just what are they doing the whole fucking time? It's like Jesus, everything. They're so stilted. With every passing minute, you're like, "Fuck! I really wish I could have seen Ridley Scott's version." Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's things that are nice. The Spice Miner, uh, Spice. Oh no! I mean, the it's Spice a, it's, are awesome. It's looking. a it's beautiful film. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. It's this just, yeah. it's just boring. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
it's a killing word. <laughs> the spice. Spice. <laughs> yeah, there's those spice trip outs and everything, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, 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 the Benny Gesserit. <laughs> those freaky witches. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've read all, nearly all the books. I, I mean, I did. I, I played the video games. I do like Dune. I just don't like. Well, I just don't like sand. <sighs> it's everywhere. Um, we have another email. No, I've already had that one. Um, an email from Max, regular writer in. For those of you who listen a lot, um, Max writes: Tubbs brought Dwayne over to play with Barnaby, and we watched Thor. I liked it. I usually don't like watching movies based on true stories. They always end the same way. The kid dies after he gets stung by a bee in the woods while looking for his girlfriend's mood ring. <laughs> that happened in My Girl. Spoilers! Uh, I don't think that movie was based on a true story, but I still, really, I still haven't really. I love that it. part where he got stung. Actually, you didn't. You don't actually. No, but that's just it. You never see it. Yeah. You, you, you're robbed of that beautiful sight of watching Macaulay Culkin get stung. Somewhere in the world, M. Night Shyamalan was watching that going, what a twist. <laughs> Not the bees! Not the bees! In my mouth! <laughs> oh, they're in my eyes! But that was a fucking kick in the teeth. You're watching this, like, sappy movie, and then all of a sudden, the kid dies? What the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Why is it... My Girl? Although, I wasn't too fond of My Girl too. No. <laughs> it kind of cheapened the first slightly. Only... Only, only, in the, only in the early 90s could you have a film like that get a sequel. Yeah. Do you remember when everything was getting a sequel? Like, Sister Act 2? Yeah. Back in the habit. Yeah, back in the habit. What the fuck? That movie was god awful. Yeah. The first one wasn't that great to start. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Direct. That's that's when the. I and it wasn't even that nun really singing. I only just recently found that out. Which nun? Remember that short little. That the red-haired short, one. Yeah, the red-haired nun. That's not. That's not her. I know. She's, I say she's filthy. She can't sing. <laughs> she was all buttoned down. I'd do her. <laughs> Only if she kept, like, you know... The I mean, that's one thing we can, we can you know, the, the rise of piracy and all that thing. There's no, there's no longer direct-to-DVD. There's no point. <laughs> but so, anyway, so what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hasn't really got, Max hasn't really gotten over it. I just wish he'd waited until winter to find that rude mood ring. Bees vacation in the winter and don't sting people at that time. Anyway, what movie's based well, on true stories? Well, based on, Macaulay's based on Macaulay Culkin's career, <coughs> he's established the fact that he's <coughs> not the most intelligent person in the world. No. <laughs> But so yeah, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what movies based on true stories have you enjoyed? Killer Elite. <laughs> Do you remember the trailer for Killer Elite? The one that's got Jason Statham and Robert De Niro? Yeah, that's just based on a true story? Just, didn't you see? Just as Jason Statham dives out the window... It, <laughs> on a chair, tied to a chair. It cuts, it cuts, to, a, it, it cuts to a title card that says, Based, based on, on a true, true story. story. Brackets, loosely. <laughs> that looked badass. That looked, <laughs> that looked like so much... That's, that, that looked like a lot. That looked like the kind of movie that I think The Expendables should have been. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, it's Jason Statham and Clive Owen. Clive Owen. And, and, then, Ro and then Robert De Niro turns up and you're like, what? Robert De Niro has just reached that point in his career where he's like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> you know, he's just jealous of Chuck Norris. Yeah. Uh, on the I, I, yeah, I want to watch the movies in Doha. Based on a true story. You want to take this one? Uh, I did like In the Name of the Father. In the name of, and squeezed his testicles. <laughs> that's the one thing that's you brought the away only, from the, the heart-rending story of Jenny Collins and the Birmingham Six. He I squeezed just, his testicles. I just got the giggles when I was watching. Because <laughs> oh, like uh, he said that you knelt down and squeezed his testicles. I just, <laughs> I just like Pete Bossaway saying, "Jerry." <laughs> that and the other bit that I remember is uh, Daniel Day Lewis just wrapping his face up with tape. 
remember at the end, like towards the end, like when he's when he's snapping, when he's losing it, and he t he takes the tape out of the the, the the cassette tape and then wraps the tape around his face. Vaguely, it's a long time ago now. No, no, no. <laughs> it looked like a peyote scene. There's Mama definitely Fisher. some. There's some based on a true story movie that I loved, and I just can't really get it. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Fern Gully. It was. <laughs> uh, dances with wolves. <laughs> No, there was something that it was like you couldn't believe it was a true story, but it Charlie was. Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, Char yeah. Charlie Wilson's War. That, that was, that was, that, I mean, that, there have been a lot, actually. Yeah. There have been a lot of good stuff. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> it's, you know, it's going to be one of those things where there's actually so many. What's his name? And now my mind's just completely blanked out. Irish Patriot. Probably because uh, I'm hungover. Collins. I apologize. And uh, I'm drunk. Tom Collins. <laughs> Bill Collins. Michael Buster, Collins. Buster. Buster. <laughs> Phil Buster Collins. Collins. Buster. Phil Collins, that movie he yeah, 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 Buster. Yeah, yeah. That's based on true story. Yeah. No, this is bugging me though. It's definitely it's on my Michael shelf. Collins, that movie sucks. I like it. You do? Yeah. Much, do, Neeson. Do, do you like Julia Roberts' Irish accent? No. <laughs> but I like um, Alan Rickman as um, Eamon de Valera. This, I have it there. There's got to be something over there that's based on a true story that is... Um, <laughs> No, because it's definitely, I, I can remember seeing the title card and going, wow, basically, you're sorry. <sighs> you got anything else? <laughs> uh, is Star Wars based on a true story? No. What? What? If you Google this, you get seven movies based on a true story <laughs> that, are complete, that are complete bullshit from crap.com. Miracle. There is a, yeah, there is a couple of them that are complete bullshit. Or Miracle, mir miracles are really cool. Oh, cool. Um, Julia Roberts, Steven Soderbergh. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. I hate that movie. Really? I don't like that movie. Why not? It sucks balls. <laughs> Julia Roberts can't act worth shit. I like that. <laughs> That wasn't her body in Pretty Woman. <laughs> <laughs> the poster. <laughs> but no, I, I really liked Aaron Brockovich. I was like, oh, true story. Nice, cool. That was the one. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Max. My favorite true story is Roots. Roots. <laughs> LeVar Burton. Kunta <laughs> Kinte. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That should do it. Yeah. We should probably move on to reviews. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, what's, that's what comes naturally after emails. Have you forgotten how we do this? Yeah. This is how we roll before. Uh -huh. uh, we're, we're, <coughs> we're clearly out of practice. <laughs> I'm clearly very hungover. Yes. <coughs> so, so am I. <coughs> Let's start off with X-Men First Class. Yes. So, for those of you who live under a rock, X-Men First Class is the story of how Charles Xavier and Eric Lyncher met and formed the X-Men before they became the X-Men in the 2000 movie X-Men. Yes. 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 Um, I, I really enjoyed this film. It's, it was, it was so a, well done. It was a very, very well made film. A yeah. nice return to form. It is my second favorite X-Men movie after X-Men 2. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I definitely preferred it to X-Men 1. Really? Yeah. And I thought that the casting was spot on. Yeah. Um, I think James, James McAvoy makes a really great Charles Xavier. Yeah. And I like the fact that Charles, uh, that, that, that Professor X is a little bit of a hound dog in this. He's a bit of a dick, really. He's a little bit of, he's, you know, he's What's his line? He keeps saying the same line over again. It's a mutation. It's like very sexy. Yes, groovy, yes. baby. <laughs> Mutations <laughs> are groovy. It's very groovy. Well, yes. it's the 60s. Yeah. And, and that is a stroke of genius. I mean, placing it in the 60s really, really elevates the film because mm. it just adds this groovy sort of yeah, feel, yeah, feel yeah. to it you know like the costumes are cool uh, Kevin Bacon kicks ass yes. in this movie and I love that the way they do his hands yeah, yeah when he's yeah, like yeah. Ex catching explosions yeah. so I've seen that in, I've seen that I before. couldn't find it online because yeah. I mentioned this to you I could not find it but there is definitely somewhere where they, they 
he plays Sebastian Saul, leader of the Hellfire Club, who are essentially mutants for mutants' sake. Yeah. And, the ex- and, set up and, and again, setting it in the '60s, something like the Hellfire Club works so well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, there's there's like there's shades of Hugh Hefner in there that, that really. Yeah, they own like a casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really work. Like that, and um, uh, and he's like a Bond villain. I mean, he has a sub. <laughs> he's he's got a sub. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, uh, Matthew Vaughn, the director, had said in, in interviews that they are going for a James Bond. Sort yeah, of. and like and Michael Fassbender when would, he's wearing his turtleneck. Yeah, yeah. He would like, make a great James Bond. <laughs> that bit in the trailer in time with the music where he's like yeah, yeah. doing shit with the people and yeah. he's, when he's hunting that's a, the amazing thing is that when he's hunting down he, uh, you know they, they, they reference the first movie in that Eric Lyncher they, they do redo the scene where he's pulling the metal when his parents are getting taken to the gas yeah. chambers yeah. And, and then he hunts them down uh, and, and that's, that scene in the beginning I mean like uh, I mean I know that uh, they they reshot it I know that they reshot it but, but it they, looks they, they reshot it really well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. When when I first saw the when when I was first watching it, I was like, it even looks like the kid. It, yeah, I was like, is, did, did they use footage from the first one? You yeah. know, it's like because it really does look like this, like the opening sequence from the first film. Yeah, and even and the the beats are the same. When I was waiting for the um, the slide, where there's all the soldiers are holding Magneto back, and he's pulling on yeah. the gate with his yeah. power, and yeah. they slide through. And then I was like, I, it was, it was, I was remembering remembering it as it was happening. I was like, what happens next? Oh, that's when he gets the thing in the head. And then he gets the thing in the head. It's like, fuck, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a great start. And uh, Michael Fassbender, with the exception of a slightly dodgy accent work here and there, uh, he's he's amazing in this yeah, film. Yeah, the problem is, his accent is like, he does German and French, and when he's globetrotting, perfectly perfect. Yeah. Those accents are great. And yeah, then every yeah. so often he's wavering, was like, what are we going to do, Charles? And, yeah. then, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm the boy from Cork. <laughs> but I love Peace the, was never an option. But uh, I mean, the chemistry between uh, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender works mm. very, very well. And thank God for that. Otherwise, the whole film would have collapsed. Yeah, although McAvoy did get a little annoying with his finger to the temple. <laughs> a little bit. Every time. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But I mean, and he does come off like, I mean, and that's, I mean they're playing it, they're likable characters, but he also has to be a bit of a dick. Like he's he's a bit he's a bit uh, preachy. Yeah, you know I mean there, there's an arrogance to him, you know, yeah. and uh, and it's but but that's what's necessary. It's necessary because like for the journey that the character is, you know, that you know that that character is going to take. Yeah. Um, and also the um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique. I thought she did a really good job Brilliant. as well. Absolutely very very great. good job. And um, the cameos in this. She film, looks good in blue. The cameos in this film are very cool. Yes. Oh, uh, there's two cameos. Which if you haven't seen it, we don't want to spoil it for you. But if but you have seen it, there are two cameos and they work very very well. And yeah. what's great about it is that they're, it. it they're done to move the story along. Yes, it's not just oh, we're, let's just throw this guy. And it in was there. completely, you know, they, they, they very subtle. They didn't even talk about it beforehand. It wasn't yeah. signposted at all. And I look at yeah. this all being yeah. again. Yeah, and very people, nice. people have been good about it as well. I haven't heard any. I haven't seen any of the websites. I look at no one's ruined it, but. No, I'm, I come out of the movie and I start typing. No, actually, notes. one of the websites did ruin it. Oh, really? Yeah, WorstPreviews.com. They they ruined it. But uh, as soon as I came out of the movie, then started typing away some little notes for yeah. know, this. Yeah. First thing I wrote down was "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, if you're it's if, beautiful. If you're only going to be allowed one fuck in a PG-13 movie, then and that's the best part of that's, it. They, that's oh. the best way to do it. That's the best way to do it. Um, um, I mean, I was I was <laughs> cheering and clapping at that point. Yeah, January Jones is Emma Frost. She works. She works. She works. I mean, she's. Um, uh, I, I saw an article the other day which was why, why you shouldn't hate her because I, I I haven't gotten as far as Mad Men where apparently she's a total bitch, but she does play blank characters, so she hasn't got an awful lot to do in this. No, she doesn't. 
Um, she looks good in white. She does look good in white. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hate her. Uh, Jason Fleming as Azazel was cool. He's cool, but it's not. I mean, it could have been a cartoon character, and they wouldn't, you wouldn't have noticed it's Jason Fleming. It's unrecognizable as Jason Fleming. Yeah, well, you got to have Jason Fleming. You know, he's he's the good luck charm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and for those of you who don't know, Azazel is actually Nightcrawler's father. Yeah. And so it'll be kind of interesting if they do follow the uh, the comic book continuity. Does that mean that in, if they do other ones, we're going to see Azazel and Mystique fuck? Could be. Maybe. Well, they're, they've joined the Brotherhood. They, they did at the end. And that, well, that, that, was, that was a very nice thing. That yeah. was a very nice thing. But I mean, it's didn't, not... They didn't force any story. That is one nice thing about, about prequels, is that you can't spoil it, because yeah. you know what happens. I was... <laughs> the whole thing that we know is going to happen to Charles, mm -hmm. I was... Throughout the movie, I was thinking... I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. I was thinking, they're not going to do it in this one. Maybe they'll do actually, it in the next one. Actually, that, that kind of... It didn't upset me, but I'd kind of wish that they didn't. If they'd left it. If they'd left it. Or faked it. Or he'd or, uh, done the fake out. Yeah. Where he'd gotten up afterwards. Yeah, yeah. He's like, whew, that was close. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, emotionally, <coughs> emotionally, it did resonate. Also, I want to see him get impaled by an iron rod in the Savage Land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been a way to go. I mean, I like the way they did it. There, there, there is... It does sort of resonate emotionally, but... I, I, I was liking this this Charles this Charles Xavier. Yeah. I would have liked to Standing have seen. Standing eye level. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more than that because now, you already you already know what you, you already know what he's going to become. Yeah. And he's going to become you know like a Mr. Goody Two Shoes and all that and and, and I kind of liked the direction that they were going where, that he is a little bit of an arrogant prick. Yeah. And I, I loved Magneto's reaction after that. Yeah. His instant reaction is like fuck it fuck all you go oh shit yeah and it's like. He could have just been a dick and fucked up, he didn't. And yeah. it was just like, that bond is still there. And that explains why, you know, they have that antagonism, but they're never going to actually fight each other. And X-Men was actually on in Doha, and the speech that, and uh, X-Men 3, but the speech yeah. that um, Ian McKellen gives to Pyro. Yeah. About, about Charles Xavier's yeah, yeah, yeah. Newton's yeah. And yeah. that was, it, that was it, nice it, to yeah, see that yeah, after yeah. the, it, the it movie. Did, it did resonate, it yeah. did resonate. No, that, that, that was one thing that I liked, I've liked about all of the X-Men movies. I've always liked the relationship between those two. Even in X-Men 3. They're you know, for your school, Charles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything Ian McKellen says just sounds like Shakespeare. Yes. It's like, I remember like uh, in um, The Two the Towers. Prize. The Two Towers. I threw down my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> I would like to supersize. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dear, I would indeed like fries with that. <laughs> Forsooth. Oh god. Uh, what did you think of the rest of the actual the, the first class? I mean, having well, I mean, I, I think havoc uh, was nothing. Havoc was not. I mean, the one one problem that the, I did have with the film, and it's not even a problem. It's just that uh, there are too many characters. A little bit, yeah. There are a little too many. I do not understand why why you know Lenny Kravitz's fucking daughter had to be in the movie. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, uh, who played uh, Angel. Sorry. You need a flyer. Well, then get then get our, then get Angel. You know, if you go according to the oh, yeah, I know. If you go according to the comic book continuity, he was part of the the, the you know the X Men First Class, so I yeah. don't understand why he wasn't there. Yeah, you know, uh, and I just because he was already in X Men Three. Yeah, but she, she's not an interesting character. No, you know, and even if she was an interesting character, there was nothing there was nothing done. I mean, she's from Grant Morrison's <laughs> two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I just didn't understand. She why she, eggs. I just didn't understand why she was there. Yeah. Um, I liked Nicholas Holt as uh, as Beast. The kid, I, every time I like the kid from about, about a boy, boy goes from strength to strength. He was in Clash of the Titans. He's in this. Yeah. Yep. Although, and he's also the lead in um, uh, Jack the Giant Killer. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Um, 
kid doing good. Mm -hmm. Even after wearing that silly hat. Rose, I like Rose Byrne as uh, Maura McTaggart. She's got a nice little introduction scene. Yeah, and they, they, they changed her character up a little bit, which is nice to see a little bit going on there. Her introduction scene is quite sexy. Yeah, it is quite nice, yes. Uh, but we won't spoil it. No. Uh, no, I mean, in terms of the cast, I think, you know, it's cast very well. Everyone plays their role well. It's a very, it's a very cool, it's a very groovy flick. Yeah. Um, but as it is with these kinds of ensemble pieces, is that certain characters are going to get shortchanged, and that, and, and this movie is no exception. Yeah, Darwin gets shortchanged. Dor Darwin gets shortchanged, totally. I was, I was almost expecting to see a bunch of quarters go on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, he gets so shortchanged that he's not even listed on the yeah. IMDb page. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for being in the Twilight movies. <laughs> I'm trying to think. If Nicholas Holt gets, I mean, he, what did you think of the Beast makeup then when he when he went full Beast? At first, it looked actually, a bit Tony the Tiger. I, actually, I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. I, I thought it. I mean, and we and I know that we disagree on this. I prefer it to uh, Kelsey Grammer. And I I still think that Kelsey Grammer with the the voice and the mannerisms and he was wearing the new X-Men outfit as well and the, the actions of him I thought nailed the beast I mean no, 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 the beast no, he becomes maybe and no, I, 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 I liked uh, Kelsey Grammer as the beast you yeah. know I mean I thought as you say like the demeanor look at the cat he's wearing a suit <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, what what I, what I couldn't take seriously about about did, about did, did Wolverine call him Cuddles at some point or something like that. Something or? like for a ball, for a ball. Or something like that. No, one thing that I couldn't take seriously was uh, was watching Kelsey Grammer fight. Yeah, because like, <laughs> Frazier's kicking ass. It's like, it's like Frazier's like doing a somersault. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> Whereas watching watching like a, a young beast, yeah. like in that those bits when he's when he's flying the plane, and that that is an awesome sequence. Yeah, that is uh, an the, awesome sequence. Is there any plane that looks cooler than Nessar Seventy One Blackbird? No, no. But that bit, where, but that bit where Beast is growling into camera, like that looks awesome. Yeah, that and and uh, in that regard, or I, even when uh, when what is this? Uh, Eric says you've never looked better. Yeah, and he fucking. Beast goes ape shit. And he's like, <laughs> I meant it. You motherfucking badass now. <laughs> no, no, that was uh, Havoc who said that. Oh, was it, was it? No, I thought it was it was Magneto because it was kind of like it was to play off the whole thing of like now you are your true mutant form. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, Havoc did say something. Havoc was just like being a dick. No, I think Havoc, no, 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 Havoc was being a dick. Was he? I thought he just went well. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I liked um, it. I liked the young beast in this. I kind of preferred it. I, I, I liked the look of young beast yeah. in this more than. The Kelsey Grammer one, but uh, I was he running really fast? Who? But who was the one who did laps of the houses and was lapping Charles when they were doing it? They had the training montage because you got to have a montage. Yeah, you got to. I can't remember actually. Yeah, Which but it was cool. Like what, watching Cannonball learn to fly <laughs> it was pretty funny. Just seeing them get thrown out of buildings. Banshee. 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 Banshee, not Yeah, Banshee. Yeah. And Banshee was cool. Actually, I totally forgot Banshee was in it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. It's, like, he's, he's, it's like watching Rupert Grint, though. It's like, it's like Ron. Ron can fly? Yeah, he does look, look like, like Rupert Grint. <laughs> <laughs> What's the kid from Hogwarts doing in the X-Men? <laughs> he got kicked out. <laughs> they found out that he's not really a... He's, he's, not, he's, not he's a, a fucking mutant. He's a mutant muggle. <laughs> that was bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, well played, sir. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they got they got a nice the training montage in the middle. They got that nice. Yeah. And all Fastbender. No, getting it is it is a kick-ass film, and it is a uh, it is a return to form. Yeah. For for the X Men movies, so yes, I would highly recommend it if you haven't already seen it. Yeah, and uh, and, and actually, the, the helmet was cool. The helmet is kicking it old school. Yeah, I love the, that. No, and, and another thing that's really great about having it be in the 60s is that they can go back to the old yellow yellow costumes. Yeah, well, the thing with that, and they, they look awesome. And they they were they were they like the the ones from the first class comic, but in that one they're their costumes. In this, they're flight suits. Yeah, you but, have to wear those, otherwise you'll be your blood you'll pass out. On the I know, but they look awesome. Yes, they look awesome, and it and it kind of like uh, gives. It, it, it kind of gives the whole uh, line that Cyclops says to Wolverine in the first X-Men movie. It's like, what do you, what what do you expect? Yellow yeah, spandex. spandex. Uh, there are little bits like that where it's nice where they kind of tie everything up. But yeah, yeah great flick. But still, Magneto gets a cape at the end for no reason. Math- Matthew Vaughn gets a get-out-of-jail-free card for quite a while. Yeah, and I mean, what's her name? Jane Goldman. Yeah. She's doing this like kick ass. She's doing this a stardust. She's Jonathan a, Ross is a happy bunny. Yeah, she gets to do awesome <laughs> movies. That's like, fucking hell. How did, you, how did she get into that? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go see it. Go see the X Men. I want to go see. It. I was actually going. To, I was debating going to see the game while I was in Doha. I'm just going to talk uh, talk very briefly about uh, the Hangover Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen the Hangover Part One, you've already seen the Hangover Part Two. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, it's just a different location, and believe, trust me when I say it is beat for beat the same film. It it, remi- it it's like it's it, it's like Home Alone two. Yeah. You know, like Home Alone two was exactly the same movie. It was just at a bigger set. In a hotel. Yeah. You know, and uh, the Hangover two is exactly the same. This time, um, Ed Helms's character Stu is getting married to uh, Jamie, Jamie Chung, um, uh, and sh- you know, and she's Thai, and so they're having the wedding in Thailand, mm-hmm. and. Well, they have the Andaman in Langkawi, no? <laughs> it looked a bit like that from the trailers when they're having dinner. It did look a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Only they didn't have to move into a ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> the rain stayed off that day. Uh, I mean, the movie even starts the same way the first one did, with Bradley Cooper phoning, um, phoning uh, just uh, Doug's wife, like saying, it happened again. We fucked up. <laughs> oh, there's a flashback to the no. It, it, it doesn't start the same. I mean, the same. The no, start, it, the, it start. It starts with them. It starts with them uh, the day after. They're all. They're all fucked. Oh, and it flashes back. To, it flashes back to, to what happened. So I mean, they really do follow. And, what, and what's his name from communities in it? What's it, the Quan or something? Isn't it the Chinese guy or the Asian guy? The guy in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does someone uh, end up in a trunk? Ken Jeong. Does Ken anyone Jeong. send? No, no, no one ends up in the. No one. No one. No one ends up. But there is herring around in a car and getting it trashed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, everyone's come back. Everyone has really come back. Oh They're shit, like, Mike Tyson's in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Giamatti's in it. Yep, Paul Giamatti's in it as well. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk too much about the plot because the re- there's not that. There's not a whole lot to say. I will say that. I mean, it has funny bits, but honestly I'm not so sure if I laughed because it was actually funny or because you can't fucking believe what they're doing mm. some of the shit that they do is just what you actually what <laughs> I mean disgusting things happen to them yeah you know and it's just like I, this is this is deplorable and and it really makes Bangkok look like the biggest filthiest shit <laughs> on the face of the earth Roger Ebert actually had a really funny line in his review about it it's like the hangover 2 the hangover 2 feels like a movie that was paid for by the Singapore Tourism Commission. <laughs> Don't go Thailand. Don't go... <laughs> what? <laughs> go Singapore. That's racist. <laughs> what, what talking you? <laughs> but, Two words. Korea, bitch. 
<laughs> All that shit you did. <laughs> One throw my line in. <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty disgusting, and and it was actually banned in Thailand because uh, there's some pretty disrespectful shit that they do to the monks. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> but, I mean, did you enjoy it? Uh, I mean, I didn't regret seeing it. You don't need to see it in the cinema, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, it's a hangover, it's and, a hangover movie. And you really don't need to see it in the cinemas here. Yeah. Because I, 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 saw, I saw it in Australia, and I'm very grateful that I did, because there's so much to cut. Yeah. Not just language, just visually. You know, just visually, you got chicks with dicks walking around, and it's just... <laughs> And I'm not kidding. <laughs> and there's some sick shit that happens with those. With, yeah. You know, and it's just like, what the fuck? Nick Nick uh, Cassavetes' um, cameo is fairly pointless. Yeah. I don't understand why they got him. Not many people are going to know who he is. Uh, it would have been so much funnier, actually, if it was Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even Liam Neeson. He, uh, for those of you, yeah. uh, he, he played the tattoo artist. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's... what what I, I think another, another thing that bugged me about it is that one way that they could have made it kept it a little fresh and still followed the same beats is by giving uh, the character the, of Doug something to do. Uh, the Justin Bartha character, because he missed out on the action in the first one because they, he was the one that got left up on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this one, it's um, in, in, in this one, the guy that goes missing is uh, the bride's uh, brother. Yeah. So they could have kept Justin Bartha there and still had the same story mm-hmm. and at least it would have added another dimension you know to it by a- adding a different energy because this time around Zach Galifianakis gets a little fucking annoying yeah you know it's like his shtick wears off pretty have you seen Jude? I, I yeah I've seen like I've seen most of it I couldn't get through it he really shtick wears yeah, off in that yeah. movie pretty um, and so that was something also that I, that I didn't quite understand why they you know why they did that it felt like really lazy writing yeah you know, and uh, and I don't understand. You could have kept the same movie. You if you want, you could have followed the blueprint of the original, but I don't understand why you would not include the Justin Bartha character. There was no reason for him to be out of the action this time. Uh-huh. You know, other than oh, he's just because the first you know the first film suggested that he's just that he is capable of partying just as much as the other guys. Yeah, yeah. So why he was why he decided to sit the action out because he that's what he decides to do. Yeah. He goes there, he drinks a beer, and he's like, I'm out of here, but... Oh, he yeah. doesn't even get the hangover. He doesn't even get the hangover, you know, so... They should have gone where he did even worse shit than they did is a probably better way to yeah, do that. Yeah, you know, and, and so I, so it just felt like lazy writing to me. Yeah. And it just felt like too much of a cash-in. You know, but, you know, are, are there funny bits? Of course there's funny bits. With that much talent in there, there's going to be some funny bits. Yeah. But I personally found it a little underwhelming. Not worth it. Not, not worth going to see it in the cinema, that's for sure. Cool. Alright, well, I'm glad I didn't go see it then. Yeah. Uh, I also saw Blitz. So, odd title for a movie, odd movie. Uh, Blitz is the story of I love Jason. the tagline for this. Have you seen it on the posters? It's like, it's cop killer versus killer cop. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and Jason Statham is the killer cop. Yeah. Uh, so Jason Statham's a cop who's a bit of a dick. I mean, his, his introduction is that there's some guys breaking into a car outside his flat. So he goes over and he's like with a Hurley, you know Hurley? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know what Hurley is? It's an Irish game. It's a cross between hockey and murder. <laughs> and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of them. So that's how you, you know, get introduced to him. And that, that pays through the rest of the movie in that it's like killer cop or, you know, rough cop on the rampage kind of shit. So that's one thing. And then kind of unrelated, there's this guy starts killing cops. Mm-hmm. So Paddy Considine comes in as a new inspector because the old inspector has lost his uh, wife and is kind of a bit, you know, disheveled or destroyed. So... 
these guys are working together. They're, 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 these guys are kind of working together to kind of come bring down this cop killer. But Paddy Constantine's great, and he's also a gay cop. So there's just I, I, there's no reason why the gayness is in there apart from Jason Statham to make jokes about you're gonna bum me now, <laughs> or just like you know when he's taking a leak in the toilet, has his his name PC DC whatever is a cocksucker kind of thing. You know? Do you ever, do you ever think that like Jason Statham want, might want to grow a bit? Is this is the movie I think that it, it, I mean. It's an interesting choice. I was listening to um, the BBC's uh, Five Lives uh, radio show, mm-hmm. and um, that they pointed out that this is an interesting choice. Yes, it is Statham doing Statham, but it's more of a procedural. It's a bit like Prime Suspect, if you know Prime Suspect with Helen Mirren, yeah, yeah. only with Jason Statham, angry man in the role of Helen Mirren. In a, in a way, it does come off as very televisual. Like you're, you, you, the, 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 the cop killer is a, a hoodie. For quite a little bit, for a little bit of the movie, and then very quickly you're introduced to who he is. So there's no mystery element about who's killing cops or why. Right. It's Aiden Gillen. <laughs> <laughs> and the weird thing in this is Aiden Gillen looks younger than he did in Queer as Folk. Oh right. It's bizarre. He just walks around with no shirt on, a, a, you know, a silky tracksuit top, mm-hmm. and just like bit of a white boy. But you're, 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 I'm not spoiling anything for you because it's not like you're you're introducing his character separately and it's like oh who could it be? It's like. His introduction is he's the cop killer, and then you see him fucking around and doing weird shit, and it's like, it's not like Silence of the Lambs where they're bigging him up. It's just it seems kind of weird. It's a, it's a very odd movie. Like I said, very televisual. It feels like it was made to be maybe a two or three powder on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, Statham and Paddy Constantine do get some because Paddy Constantine, despite the fact he's gay, he's a ball breaker. Mm-hmm. You know, and they do go and beating the shit out of people and stuff like that. And there is some good uh, chasing and stuff like that. But interesting cop drama I guess I'd say it's hard to say I highly recommend it I mean if you're going to go go see X-Men instead but okay but I mean time. okay as a Jason Statham fan is it worth it yeah if you're a fan of Jason if, if you're a fan of the staff yeah and he does get more to do because it's like he can't sleep and he's having he's an what's, alcoholic and but what's your favorite Jason Statham film Crank 2 yeah <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation that, that is an awesome movie she hates that movie I know <laughs> he went on in depth on this podcast it's talking a, about it I don't speak Cantonese. Yeah. <laughs> I fuck you, Chaos! Yeah, well, I mean, or, you know, he's, I, I really like him. I mean, he's doing good choices. This what's, is that, what's that guy who keeps, like, randomly fainting? <laughs> what's that guy in, in, the, in the crack movies that keeps randomly, like, passing out? He's like, has spasms and stuff. Oh, he has, he has Tourette's. <laughs> and Tourette's? He's, that's, he has kind of, like, muscular Tourette's. So he sees <laughs> the driving, he's, he's giving, doing a getaway and he fucking crashes the bike. It's like, fuck, right there! <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. It's a good movie. But, uh, you know, this is... Uh, and The Bank Job. Have you seen The Bank Job? No, I haven't seen that yet. That's a good movie. Um, but this is Statham growing. Right. This is a stepping stone to doing other stuff, I say, because it's got, it's got the usual Statham kick-ass thing. It's fucking hot. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to smell. <laughs> yeah, air comes. Mm. It does go a little Watch low. me do my best Kevin Klein impersonation. <sighs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> he just sniffed his armpit. But, uh, yeah, this is him growing. I mean, he's playing a character that has more. Has more <laughs> did you just did you just swallow your own vomit? No. <laughs> that, was, that was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I threw up a little. Bit. Watch me watch me shove back this regurgitated meat. <laughs> I was going to feed my young. Um, regurgitated. That's a word that only an American would ever use. <laughs> it's right up there with extrapolate. <laughs> But this is him growing in that his character has at least one or two more dimensions than normal. Uh-huh. So he does have, you know, he has fucked up shit. And like he goes around the Paddy Constantine's like house and it's like he's going to have a fight, but they end up having a chat. Mm-hmm. And he's like all like, well, what have you done? And <laughs> Paddy Constantine tells him the tale of when he had to kill somebody and how it affected him. And like, 
And then he has this big long speech, and then he looks over and Jason Statham snoring. He's falling asleep in the chair, and he's like, "Fuck you!" And just gets up and goes to bed. He's like, he's poured his heart out. He's he's told the deepest, darkest story of his life and how it affected him, and how he got over it. And Jason Statham snoring. And then when he, when he comes down the following day, he's like, "You didn't fuck me, did you?" <laughs> he's like, "Fuck you!" So they have a lovely chemistry. I'd love to see more of them, but um. It's just, it's an odd movie. It's not like you can easily say, like, the trailers make it look like, fucking hell, land in, coppers, kill it all, ruin. But, <laughs> but it's not quite that, you know what I mean? It, it's, got a little bit of a, it's got a little bit of a brain. Can, can you do that again, please? It's lit, isn't it? <laughs> Giza. A little bit raw, a little bit raw. A little bit raw. A little bit dodgy, I'm a geezer. I'm a geezer. No, don't, don't give me that, I'll nick it. You're a fucking toilet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We always come back to talking about the British soaps, but I didn't realize it was a Pete Reed who played so, Mike. You, you, you Mike Butcher. Yeah, uh, no, no, Mike the Butcher. Yeah, no, Mike Reed. Mike Reed. Yeah. Mike Reed. Yeah. And he played uh, <laughs> Frank. 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 Oh, oh Pat. Pat. Oh, oh Pat. Pat. Well, I didn't realize until I was home at Christmas. I think I might have told you this before. There was a clip show. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. But that, that's what there was basically a, an in, in, uh, in memory of show, and they were just saying that yes, he had to come up with insults, but or he, because he was a comedian, they allowed him to ad lib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all they usually run the long lines of "What do you think I am?" It's like, "What, what do you think I'm a fucking donut?" But not a fucking donut. It's like, what do you think I'm a donut? You know what I mean? What do you take me for? That was always. What do you take me for? Donut? What do you take me for? Shot Charlie? It was just weird shit. And they just and when they I never realized that until they edited them all together. It's like Jesus Christ, that man's a genius. I love Mike Reed. Yeah. I miss him so much. You little shit. What do you think? <laughs> you want to think I'm a video recorder? Shut up and sit down, you bald Jewish fuck. <laughs> Anything to declare? Yeah, <coughs> don't go to England. <laughs> uh, Dennis Farina. Oh yeah, snatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the the the, the lips. No, the Joey lips. I'm gonna no, no. I'm gonna tweet that. Describe your vagina with a movie title. <laughs> snatch. That's a bit easy. Hashtag. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon's a movie, right? <laughs> Country strong. Big trouble, little China. <laughs> that was pretty funny. The thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the, Describe the, your penis with a movie title. Yeah, uh, Twitter. The, the thing. The, the <laughs> Unbreakable. <laughs> was did someone say Mac and me? Someone did. Didn't they? Did they? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the fuck. That actually, I, I searched Mac that. and me. <laughs> How do you know its name? <laughs> I've, I've called it Mac ever since Predator. Oh, really? <laughs> Mac! Mac! <laughs> Anywho, back to Blitz again. <laughs> Contact! <laughs> back to Blitz. So, yeah. One other thing to say about Blitz is that Ned Dennehy's in. I don't know if you've seen that guy before. He's been in a couple of, he's been a couple of Harry Potter movies. He usually plays nervous, skinny man. Mm -hmm. And in this, he's like a snitch. In, and he's, again, silky tracksuit. And he's like trying to get money out of Statham. And Statham just keeps getting him to pay for drinks. And <laughs> squeezing his nuts. Is he squeezed one? his testicles. He squeezed his testicles. Exactly. There's, there's a theme developing. I, I do. I do like. I do like testicle squeezing in my movies. Yeah, he, he was in. He was like the guy with the flowers in Sherlock Holmes. The, old, the older I get, the less I care about things like plot. I just want to see guys get their testicles squeezed. Yeah, you're weird like that. Yeah, but he's great in it. I mean, it, it was like first of all, he's an Irish actor. I've seen him in. He was in Perrier's Bounty and a few other things. That I, he's always been kind of like he in the background. Like, looks a bit like Kingsley. Yes. <laughs> Only more heroin addicted. <laughs> And he usually plays heroin addicts, but he plays them really, really well. So he's awesome in this as well. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him. Ah, 
It's a split, isn't it? It's a split. It's a split. It's a It's a cross between hurling and murder. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I want to go home and watch the EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got the bottle. You haven't got the bottle, mate. Nobody messes with Phil Mitchell. No one. Who shot Phil? <laughs> every, every year, who shot Phil? Who Ian, shot Ian? Ian Beale. Who shot Pat? Who shot Roly? Roly's the dog, right? Ian Beale, things aren't going well at the chip shop. <laughs> That's, is that the name of his autobiography? What? Is that the name of his autobiography? <laughs> things aren't going well at the chip shop. If you live in Watford Square, don't try to achieve anything in life ever. It'll end horribly. <laughs> But this poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to get his business venture going. I'm an entrepreneur, aren't I? Uh, that'll teach you for trying to mess with Martin Kemp's girlfriend. <laughs> Nobody messes with Steve Owen's girl. Uh, yeah, and, and, the, and, the, and the, the classic line always has to be this is going to be the best Christmas in Watford ever. <laughs> <laughs> all, of the, you always, all of the Christmas specials were just. <laughs> dripping with misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were always just so happy. Happy Christmas! <laughs> Everyone's dead! <laughs> I mean, even Doctor Who, uh, even Doctor Who actually comments on it where I think they were... You'd think they would, you know, you'd think they'd get clued in and fucking celebrate in the city. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have to stay in that fucking square? Go to Mallorca. <laughs> go to the sun. Get some light in your lives. Or go to the neighboring suburb. Just yeah. go somewhere. <laughs> There's well, a tube station there. No one uses it. <laughs> It was even in David Tennant's Doctor Who, there's somewhere they're running away from whatever it is and they get to a place and one of the guys says, oh, I think we're safe now. And he has his glasses on because he's doing his nerdy thing. He goes, oh, we're safe now. You don't say things like that. That's, that, that always leads to trouble. That's like saying it's the best Christmas in Watford. Even in Coronation Street, they fucking went places, you know? They had a train crash. Yeah. <laughs> they had a live episode. We're not talking about this anymore. I don't want to, I'm flashing back. I, I want to know what, what's happening now with Dot now. Dot. <laughs> Did you ever see Alistair McGowan's uh, impersonation of Dot? Yeah. It was pretty good. Well, Green Lantern! Uh, Doreen, well, you know. And the laundry. Oh. <laughs> the laundry. Did you ever see the live episode? Did you see the live episode of Coronation Street? No. For their For their 40th anniversary? They did a live episode. Oh, Coronation Street, yeah, yeah. That was the one with the train crash, wasn't it? They no. flubbed, I was after the train no, crash. That, that, they that, that, was a few another, that was another one, yeah. Uh, that was pretty, that was, <laughs> that was pretty, it was like a major event. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Live. Yeah. Did you see that Saturday Night Live did two? They did the same episode twice. They did it live. Not Saturday Night Live. Thirty Rock. Uh, no. Thirty Rock did it live, but because they're on a different times on the East Coast and West Coast, they did the show twice. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And the minor differences throughout. I mean, some of them they worked in themselves, but some of them were just like they fucked it up. Oh right. And I think if you look online, you can see the list of things they fucked up. <laughs> did you ever watch that live episode of ER? Yeah. It was bad. It was terrible. It was in ER. It was really boring. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Main event. Green Lantern, DC's Space Cop. I'm really tired. You <laughs> um, I was, I was, I was kind of underwhelmed by this film. Well, first of all, for those of you who don't know what Green Lantern is, the story of Hal Jordan, test pilot extraordinaire, who um, who gets chosen by by by, by the Ring uh, to be cut to be the successor of uh, Abin Sur. Yes, uh, Green Lantern and no joined, Sector Eight One Four Two. Yes, and joined the Green Lantern Corps that yeah. is led by Sinestro, who are basically space cops, and they yes. have a ring, and you use your ring to make things, and you and fight they evil. and they chill out on the planet Oa. Yeah. So that's basically it. Ryan Reynolds is uh, Hal Jordan. Blake Lively looks good in the skirt, and Peter Skarsgård is, is Hector, Hector Hammond. Hammond. Mark Strong is Sinestro. Tim Robbins is uh, Senator Hammond, the, the disappointed father of uh, douchebag extraordinaire. Yeah, 
and J.O. Sanders as um, Kyle Ferris. Yeah. Um, well, okay. It, the, the big problem... I, I <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? It's not... Uh, we should start off the bat by saying it's not... Um, what's the worst superhero movie of all time? It's, it's not Steel. No. <laughs> it's not Howard the Duck bad. I like uh, Howard the Duck. No, I mean, it's not a bad movie. I yeah, mean, it's, it's not. It, it's just that when you look it's at... Just, it's when just, you look at... When you hold it up to Spider-Man 2, Dark Knight, it doesn't achieve that. Or Iron Man even. It's not, it's not as... Uh, Iron Man and Thor, it doesn't even get close to those heights. It doesn't even get close to X-Men 3. <laughs> <laughs> I would... Yeah. I would place X-Men 3 higher than the oh. Green Lantern. No, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just very mediocre. Yes. That, that's the... And, and, and which, also, which, which is almost worse yeah you know at least if it was a complete train wreck you would think to yourself well you know they, they went down in flames they went down they went down screaming yeah you know but this <coughs> it, it commits the cardinal sin is that it actually starts well I actually liked the uh, the I actually liked the beginning but I thought that was a bad idea so the, the beginning of the movie is basically explaining who the Green Lanterns are and the, 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 and I, the and yellow I, power and I, and battery. And I liked that. And, and, I, and, I'm ve and I think casting Jeffrey Rush as uh, Tom Ray as a stroke of genius. Yes. His voice works amazingly. The casting is uniformly excellent. Yeah, yeah. The casting is actually... Everyone... But I thought starting it in, in space with CGI is a misstep because you don't have the grounding of who Hal Jordan is. I thought the Hal Jordan stuff should have happened first. Yes. And also uh, that, that opening sequence where we get introduced to Parallax, um, it looks like a video game. Yeah. It really does look like a video game. So right? you're not drawing people in straight off and you're yeah. also like who the, who the no, fuck but, are the space no, no but I mean from a, a being, being completely being completely selfish about that that didn't bother me mm -hmm. because uh, I am familiar with Green Lantern yeah. so, so it didn't bug me but I can see for non. But for the but for but for people. But for, for the, the squares weren't going to dig. For the non-converted, yeah, it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. But on a personal level, that didn't really bug me. Huh. I liked the. I, I didn't mind it starting in space. I liked the. Um, I kind of liked and didn't like how we introduced to Hal Jordan. I liked the whole daredevil, you know, devil may care attitude. That was very Hal Jordan. Yeah. What I didn't get was how they shoehorned his insecurity daddy issues into it. It was very much it Hot was, Shots Part Two. Yeah, it was very sort of like a he was washout. <laughs> literally, I mean, you know, what I mean, it was literally is like, hey, I'm a hot shot. Hey, I'm cool. All of a sudden, I'm gonna have All daddy issues. All of a sudden, issues. I have daddy issues. You know, when when really there's no reason to. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened to trigger that off. Yeah. And uh, I remember reading a. It was um, recoverable dive. Yeah. He didn't recover. Yeah. And uh, it was just, that, that really f came out of nowhere. There are a lot of plot problems with this. Yeah. Movie. You do get a sense that somewhere along the line, another movie, another version of this film exists. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, also, that was the longest like plane crash in history because he has, that, that flashback was long. Yeah. I was like, if you're going to, you need to, they should have set up that he has daddy issues beforehand and then had a minor flashback. Whereas it was, they had to flash set up the entire thing about his dad dying. That whole thing about his dad dying should have been the very first scene of the film. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, fade to black. Also, his plane blew up as soon as it took off. I know. It was like, like they realized it was going a bit long. It's like, we don't have time for him to go up to a few loops and then crash. So we yeah. just blow it up as soon as it yeah, leaves the tarmac. You know, just like fade to black 20 years later. Yeah. You know, something like that. You know, I mean, they could have done that. And show him taking the leather jacket out. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That would have been nice. That would have been very nice. Call me Hollywood. Why, why don't we? What, you know, that was <laughs> Fuck this podcast bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywood. <coughs> I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> Goddamn shit. Um, and then so after after you know like uh, we're, we're we we get like introduced to um, Abensur. Abensur crash lands. Uh, this is an interesting thing. Abensur gets uh, attacked by 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 Par Parallax. Parallax. Who he who he contained previously. Yes. Now, the Green Lanterns, they can fly, but this dude needs a spaceship. Because he knows, <laughs> he knows from that glancing blow to his shoulder 
But, uh, I, I just love the fact like this guy can fly, but it's like I, you know, he can fly off at any any time he wants. Yeah. But no, he's got to procrastinate. He's just got to like dick he's around be, but, yeah. and and get into the ship so he can fly away. And I'm yeah. like, you know, this this I huge think they this huge that. fucking CG cloud is coming for you. Yeah. You gotta watch out for don't, the CG. Don't you want to fly away? Like, because you can anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you no, want I to? Think, <laughs> I think I was. I had that initial reaction, and then I instantly stopped it because he was on his way to evacuate a planet. So he needed a ship to get people. Yeah, out. but yeah, okay, okay, that explains that. But at the point when the big clouds come for you, you know you don't have enough time to get to that planet. Because basically, well, why don't you just fly away? Because <laughs> the problem is that he needs to be mortally wounded, and if he's mortally wounded, he can't use the ring. So they have to shoehorn in the ship into the plot. Again, Hollywood, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, it's like... It, 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 it's, it's kludgy. And it is kind of weird because his ship looks like... You know those little... Those, like, balls you used to play with as a kid that had, like, the little things inside? You know? <laughs> you know, you know, like, those little sort of, like, blow-up balls that had, like, the little bells inside when oh. you kick them. That, that's what his... That, yeah, that's what his ship looked like. Oh. <laughs> and, I thought it was all angry. And, and I was kind of, like, giggling... Well, it, like, a little bit. Yeah. You know? And I was just kind of giggling through that, you know? But I was just like, you know, this dude can fly, so why, why does he need a ship? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, he crash lands and... Why does God need a starship? I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, like if Parallax is a cloud, he looks kind of dirty. Do you think he rains on himself or something? <laughs> but, you know, oh, that's another thing. It's like uh, the, 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 your, your big enemy in this movie is a cloud. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. You know, the last movie that tried this didn't do very well in, you know, just saying. Yeah. Uh, but Galactus another, is a dude in the purple suit. Another thing that I don't get about this movie is that this movie is filled with a lot of very weird decisions. Yes. It's like you're watching the movie and just when... I have a list. <laughs> it's like when, when, when the ring chooses Hal Jordan and ships him off to, uh, and, you know, like to, to, to the planet Oa and he gets, in, and he gets introduced to Tom Ray and to Kilowog. And by the way, I really... Oh, what happened when he arrived? Because it was cut in... You see it here or you see it in oh, Australia? No, we saw it here. Oh. Because when he gets to oh, when he gets there, there's like he's getting nakedly probed or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just cut completely out. Oh, really? I just saw one scene of it. I think it was a really bad. It was like the camera shot coming up his nose, which made him look. Like, it, it, they found a way also in this movie to make Ryan Reynolds look. Because <laughs> it's like if the camera's really close into his face, his face, and it's like that's too close an angle. Nah, that wasn't. It wasn't cut with us. I mean, it's basically him just sort of jerking around because huh. he's like being like I don't know. Electrocuted. Like, electrocuted. Welcome to Oa. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the opening scene from Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it, once you get to Planet Oa, and mm -hmm. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was nice to see Tom Array, it was nice to see Kilowatt, although I do not agree with the casting of Michael Clark Duncan. Um, no? Why? I don't know, it's just like it's, I would have, it's, it's too on the nose. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I would have liked, I would have liked, you know, I would have cast James Spader, to be honest with you. <laughs> what? I would I, like, because I just think it would have been nice to have, have a little bit of a contrast with how, how he looks, and you know, it's just, it. I don't Loser. know. It's like I found I found um, Michael Clark's Michael Clark Duncan's uh, voice a little grating hmm. on it. You know, it's like for some strange reason it just didn't bug me. It was too maybe because Kilowog rep. You know, it kind of looks a little bit like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but once they get to Planet Oa, and once it starts to feel like okay, this is cool. Uh, maybe the critics didn't get it. Yeah. He quits and goes back to Earth. Yeah, and he's allowed to keep the ring. Yeah, and no one goes after him. And this, yeah, he like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, by the way, we have, we don't have a, a guardian for Sector Eight One Four Two. Yeah, it's like you know he quits, he goes back to Earth, and it's like what, what? It's just getting interesting. You yeah. know, stay on Oa. Now, let's see a little bit more training, you know, and uh, let's let's. And that's another thing is like it, these characters are there, like characters like Tomare and Kilowog are there, but why are they there? They're not used at all. Yeah, uh, at all. They're there 
and they're also I mean all those other lanterns are there and you just see all those other lanterns but they don't interact they don't interact you don't get the feeling that this is a core yeah it's and like we're a core but we only we're rent a crowd and we it's like that is, a truly, that is a truly wasted opportunity yeah they should have just been walking in the background or call in and say what's up guys you know and, and, and it's a newbie hey good luck kid you know and, and it's like you know you, you, you go back you go back to earth and you know like now generally I don't know about you but when I quit something I tend to just quit it and throw it away and, and burn throw it away, you know, and not have anything to do with it. Whereas this dude decides he likes this ring, you know, likes the look of it, so he keeps it on, even yeah. though he's quit, yeah. you know, and he's clearly kept it on because, you know, the writers of the film know that at some point he's going to have to think up of a giant fist, mm. you know, and punch. Well, he does punch, that first before he yeah, goes out. Yeah, yeah, and punches some people. Whenever. He's going to have to make a giant roller coaster for a helicopter. Roller coaster, yeah, it's like, <laughs> which I liked. I did like that construct. It was just like, ah. Yeah, like a little sort of like Hot Wheels playset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't really see the point of, you know? And then like, just because, just because like the things get a little hairy, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna change my mind and be a superhero anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like, that that didn't ring true. It's the hero's journey. He yeah. has to reject and turn away. And and the Green Lantern Corps are fucking useless. Fucking Sinestro. <laughs> fucking Sinestro. He's really good at speeches though. No, Sinestro, no, Mark Strong is amazing in this film. I don't, I, I'm the, still, and, you and said his makeup, makeup it's just makeup. like, the, wow, the makeup for Sinestro is beautiful. He looks great in this yeah. film. No, I mean the, they've nailed the look. You know, like I'm not complaining about that. But they're fucking useless because Sinestro goes like, "Let me take some of my guys and we'll kick Parallax's ass." They go there. You'd think <laughs> fly swatter. They'd think that there'd be at least something resembling a fight or a strategy. Quick, something. fire a green shit at him. Oh, it's not working. Shit, run away. No, and, and the thing is, is that they're, they're everyone's they're, dead apart from Sinestro. No, but this is the, this is the other thing. Is like they give Hal Jordan shit because Hal Jordan thinks up of a sword, and Sinestro's like how a sword. Human. How human? But when these guys go to fight Parallax, what do they think up? A net. Yeah. <laughs> they throw a fucking net on him. <laughs> Any 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 idiot can tell you that you can't net a cloud. <laughs> You've tried. <laughs> Why didn't you like do like a huge vacuum cleaner or something and suck him? You know what is this net bullshit? How did they contain it? How did that? Why did why did they just look at the, the annals of Oa and check out what? How did Ivan Sir beat this guy? Oh, he. He, he said, look over there, and he sucker punched them, and then he encased them in green shit. Right, it's, like, it's just this weird shit. Was like there he is, plump. This, get him! This, get him, Ray! This, this, this net just like plumps on him. It doesn't even envelop him. It just plumps on yeah, him. Yeah, like at the top. We've, <laughs> we've captured the top of him, sir. And then, you know, and then, and then like, and then the <coughs> cloud turns around, yeah. and, and, and suddenly it's like, that's it. Yeah. He sucks. He sucks the fear. He sucks the life out of them because suddenly they're scared. Yeah. It's like what? We have stood for generations, but we've never really fought. Don't you even? Don't you like want to like maybe try fighting him first yeah. before you get scared? You're the uh, fucking Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, <laughs> You're fucking super cops. Nothing what can stop fuck? us when we stand together, except if it's really frightening. Now, and and the fact and the fact that they and the fact that those other like super cops get their get the life force sucked out of them because they're scared. How does Sinestro get away? Because shouldn't Sinestro, by, you know, shouldn't logic dictate that if you see your four buddies get their life force sucked out of them, won't you be scared too? No, I don't care. Won't you be scared too? And so shouldn't you get your life force sucked out as well? They don't even show you how he escapes. It's just like cut to the next scene. It's like uh, I think it's a close up on his face. It's like it's like uh, maybe the net wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> next time we're going to use a cage. Must remember to bring the bring the exercise shrimping nets. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. It's just stupid shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's you know? again, it's forced trying to squeeze too much in. And it's like Hal Jordan. Like, Why does he get to keep the ring after quitting? Why didn't someone drop him off and say, "Right then, fuck it's you"? Like, we're if, you're, the if ring. you're gonna quit, can I have the ring back, please? Yeah. You know, so we can choose someone who isn't gonna quit. Yeah. You know, dick. <laughs> Give me the ring back, bitch. 
I mean, the other thing as well is that, like, so that happens, and then Hal's, like, goes to Oa for help. Yeah. And then he, when he gets he, there, he, he, asks, goes, he goes to Oa to ask for permission to go back to Earth. Yeah, no, no, he asks for help first. I mean, I was like, he asks for help like, first. Can, can I have some help? No, well, then can I go back home and fight it myself? It's yeah. like, do you really need to ask someone? Couldn't you just <laughs> call them? I mean, the ring, there's a communicator as well. Hello, uh, Guardians, hello, Jeremy. Is this, is this thing on? You just spent like the whole first half of the Again, like, Sinestro, like, going, it's heading straight for Oa. Oh, then why doesn't it go there? Yeah, it went to Earth. <laughs> why doesn't it go to Oa? It's like, ooh, Peter Skarsgård, I loved him in uh, Garden State. I gotta go check him out. Yeah, yeah, it's like the clouds going to Oa. But just because Peter Skarsgård is a really loud screamer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I left a bit of me in that guy. You know, he's like, oh shit, it's the guy from fucking Garden, <laughs> Garden State. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll just head over there and, yeah. and like say hi. It's on the way. It's on the way. <laughs> What the fuck? Swing by the in and out burger. And I like how the cloud like actually can turn. Yeah. Can actually like turn around like, huh? Yeah, well, you know, it, it is like, a guardian. That's the thing. I mean, it is a guardian. I mean, it, it, there's, all the, those, there's all those longing, lovingly shots at the broken seat. It's like, hmm, I wonder what that means. <laughs> Where's that guy's chair? And the guardian. Was he a fat ass and he just broke it? And the guardians look like all of the things. Blue space monkeys. The guardians. <laughs> <laughs> They do look like Old space monkeys. Blue space monkey. They were when, when they came on, I laughed. Yeah. They, they, they did. They they did. Someone, a couple of other people in the cinema laughed too. Really? Like the design didn't didn't work. Yeah. I mean, the, the first thing I thought when I watched this like Asgard looks so much better. Are they they achieved Asgard better yeah. in a better way? And this is like, what do they do up there all the time? Well, they just I sit in those chairs. I tell, I, no, I tell you what doesn't help. Do they have that, a giant fucking TV that comes out every so often? They just sit there going. Well, there's no just there's no catastrophe facing the universe right now. You know, don't no. Anyone play some chess? <laughs> they just sort of sit there looking at each other, and you know, like you're wondering, that's you know, doesn't that does that gets a little boring? You know, yeah. they just look at that empty chair and like wonder what he's doing. Oh, he's, he's a cloud now. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should give him a call. See who's getting on. Yeah. Oh yeah, we encased him in green. Whoops. <laughs> you think like they prank called each other. It's like listen to this song, and it's like Phil Collins. I wish it would rain down or something, something like that. You know, it's like blame it on the rain or something. A walk in the clouds. That's his favorite film. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's that level. I mean, in the cartoons and stuff like that, the guardians walk around. The little dudes and in, 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 in some of the recent cartoons, anyway, the little dudes in the comics, they walk, walk around. They do stuff. Yeah. You know, they have a they have a bed. There's so much potential that's squandered with the film, with the Green Lantern Corps, with the Planet Oa. There's so much you can do. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, that. You know, and, and that whole thing at the beginning where they say that he's heading straight for Oa, it's like, you should have kept that! That would have been awesome! Yeah. Parallax versus the entire Green Lantern Corps would have been awesome! Yeah. You know, like, led by Hal Jordan and Sinestro. That would have been insane! Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's just... But again, it, from, from they've ignored Screenwriting 101 script uh, points elsewhere, but in this, they, they follow uh, another rule, which is that, you know, if it is all set in space, yeah. then people won't identify with the, the threat. I mean, and another stupid thing about the fucking Green Lantern Corps is that at the, is like, towards, like, the end, I'm gonna try not to spoil this for anyone, it's like, it's like uh, once once the bad guy is defeated, then they turn up. Suddenly, like like they're there, and you kind of think like, were you just have waiting? They, have they been watching the yeah. whole time? You know, it's like is this a test? Have, you know, have you been? Is this, is this going to be on YouTube or something? <laughs> they're just behind the moon, peeking over. It's like, you know, is, what, is it safe? What's happening now? <laughs> uh, I, I can't see. Get back. <laughs> so like this, all sorts of weird shit he's like that. He's making jets. <laughs> The other thing that got me as well was that, again, it just plotting-wise, it's like, yes, uh, he needs to have a moment with Carol, but it's also, while Hal rescues Carol and drops her off and Parallax is attacking, 13,000 people die in those 30 seconds that he could have saved. Instead, yeah. he's just like, see you later, honey. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, he's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. And, uh, and, and this is something that was interesting, like, um, 
the Green Lantern outfit yeah. looks awesome on everyone except <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Well, that's because there are. There was one scene, and this is always the thing that gets me with CG: is lighting. Yeah. You always have to make sure that the lighting in your CG elements matches the lighting on the human elements perfectly because if it doesn't it sticks out like a sore thumb actually that and is that is one thing where no one very few people can top michael bay yeah michael bay knows how to handle visual effects and lighting yeah so it wasn't so bad throughout the movie but the one thing was how's first flight with tom array yeah and when they're flying forwards towards the camera and his face is floating <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like it's like it's a separate element you know there's a shadow on his face when there's nothing shadowy around or they put in shadows that don't match and it's like or they put a CG shadow on. It's just like someone used the Photoshop dark and brush. And the mask doesn't work. No. The mask looks Although, retarded. Well, at one point when she's talking to him, it did kind of it really, change his face slightly. No, I, I really wanted to laugh when uh, when Tom Array said, um, the mask will come on to protect your identity. I'm like, what? <laughs> that, I can tell exactly who it is. Yeah, yeah. Who do I know who's about six foot two, has brown hair, a bit of a cocky chin? <laughs> She should be doing that with the mask thing. They should have done that, the whole cover yeah, the face yeah, yeah. thing. But I mean, yeah, Carol gets like, it's fucking obvious it's him for fuck's sake. It's like, oh, I'm going to use my superpowers in front of everyone who knows me. Yeah. But we should get to Peter Skarsgård because he's, he's excellent. In Peter Skarsgård is having a great time in this film. Yeah. Uh, and I did enjoy his performance very much. It's the kind of performance that you would expect in a remake of Eraserhead. Or something. <laughs> I mean, it, fe it, fe it feels like the kind of performance you would get if, like, David Lynch directed this movie. You know, it's uh, it's a bizarre performance. Yeah, yeah, but it's I, it's perfect. I thought it's it was great. absolutely perfect. I, I had, a, you know, I, I enjoyed his performance very much. It's my favorite performance in the film, next to Mark Strong. Yeah. But actually, you know, I felt sorry for Ryan Reynolds in this movie because he because Ryan Reynolds is acting his tits off. He really wants to be a superhero. And he was. I, I, I mean, he's as a as Hal Jordan. He's cool. No, I liked him in this. Yeah. You know, but it must have been like you know you you follow Buried with this. Yes. <laughs> After that tour de force, have you seen Buried yet? You, nope. you, you have to see that I need movie. to see it but um, uh, it's it just like the moment where he's getting his powers and uh, Peter Skarsgård and yeah, he, yeah. he's freaking out um, Amanda Waller and the senator and he's yeah. just like run Yeah, that was yes I actually, <laughs> I want to see him being a lantern <laughs> I actually really uh, liked that scene where uh, um, where there, um, where um, Green Lantern comes in and Hector Hammond kicks his ass and like uh, he knocks into a pipe and then Green, Green Lantern's lying on the floor he's all injured and the other guy's and, like falling over as well and uh, Hector Hammond goes and lies down next to him and they have this little chat I actually really liked that you get a sense of like uh, you know this could have been a very trippy film you know and, yeah. and it's and that's another thing with the film is that it has just enough moments for you to get a glimpse of what could have been yes and uh, as we said earlier there's I saw reports that People who had been on set had seen other things being shot, and apparently the, the the point you made about the lanterns hiding behind the moon. Yeah. Apparently, in the original script, they were supposed to help Hal. And you know, it's it, it's it's just again, it's just bizarre decisions. Yeah. You don't understand why. Yeah. You know, and and some of those things that are there is just so clearly ticking boxes. You know, it's like it's there because we think the fanboys will appreciate this happening. Yeah. But there's no real reason for it to happen. Like uh, that, like the the post credit sequence with uh, with Sinestro. Yeah, you know, it's like I did like that. From a visually, it was cool to see it. Like, okay, I don't think this movie's gonna get a sequel, so it's nice to see what he would look like like that. Yeah. But beyond that, there was no real reason for his character to do that. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you would that should happen like in the middle of the second movie. Or Maybe, but I mean, he, I thought he had the path where he'd said, like, you know, the only we, we have to do something we never thought of, of course, which is unless, to harness the yellow fear. Unless, weapon. of course, stuff was shot 
mm. that explained why he would do that. But, but he didn't explain it. They, they he explained yeah. the reason why they fashioned the yellow yeah, ring. And he was if, like, yeah. well, I've gone to all the trouble of making this cake. So yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, like, yes, we understand why the, they made the ring, but it was also made very clear that it was a bad idea to wear it. Yeah. And in the end, it turned out they didn't need it anyway. Yeah. So... Why? Why? Exactly. You're an intelligent kind of guy. Then again, you did try and catch a cloud with a net. Yeah. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. And it wasn't big enough. Net. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I did like that they had Amanda Waller in there, so it's like checkmate her in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I was disappointed it wasn't CCH Pounder. Yeah, that would have been because she's in the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah, DC yeah. was it um, Justice League Unlimited? Yeah. And they had like it was because I I just thought hey what's Tina Turner doing in this movie? <laughs> and I just I, I mean Angela Bassett's a great actress and all that kind of stuff, but I just can't handle her as anything other than Tina Turner. Really? Even, Tina, and she, even I don't like her as Tina Turner, but it's just like, that's what I think of her. Um, what else did I say? Uh, and Tim Robbins, it's like, what's he doing in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of get like, well, first of all, he, you look the same age as your son. Yeah. So, <laughs> why are you in this movie? Yeah. It, it, almost, it almost feels like he's just in it just so he can be in a comic book movie. Yeah. But he's, he, he always kind of has this strange little grin on his face, like I'm in a comic book movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read that somewhere. Someone was saying like when he's when he's thinking the douchey thoughts. And he, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm well, in a comic book another movie. plot point was well after that nice scene of the two of them lying there, and there's like a I think does he throw um, Hector Hammond a bit or something like that, and then Hector's like ah, and then he runs off, or does the, the pipe explodes and he runs away. Yeah, and he goes home. <laughs> And has like, oh, I don't know where Hector is gone. You know, it's like, for God's sake, the first place you would look, has he's gone back to his flat. Have you not checked? Hector, are you in there? Oh, I guess he's not in there. And, and, and he doesn't, and he goes back to his flat and makes a lot of noise. It's like, he doesn't even try to hide the fact that he's not home. Yeah. It's like, we know you're in there. We can hear you screaming. Hector, I'm not home! <laughs> ah, even the fucking cloud and now Come back and read the meter another fucking day! <laughs> read the fucking meter another time! I'm trying to sleep, asshole! <laughs> Even the, even even a cloud in outer space can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not doing a good job of hiding. What was that? <laughs> it's like, huh? That sounds like me. <laughs> Again, that's where the cloud turns. Yeah, like, that's where the cloud turns. Like, huh? Oh, well. That's a pretty impressive scream. I yeah. think I'm going to detour and go to this planet. <laughs> As I'm talking about it, the movie is just falling apart in my head. Yeah. You know? It's like, what? I take it back. This movie sucks. <laughs> it is a horrible film. <laughs> Don't see it. <laughs> it's a standard. It's it's literally a standard superhero. Did you see movie. it in three D? Yes. Does it, I, I didn't. Any any is there any cool stuff in three D? No. Yeah. I didn't see any point in watching it in three D. Yeah. I don't, another, I, another 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 I thing. Think recently, um, pirates and a lot of other movies, the revenues have been higher from non three D than three D. And also, we're not reviewing pirates, but Pirates of the Caribbean four. Everyone knows that three D darkens your movie because yeah. it splits the light. The glasses split the light. So don't set 80% of your movie at night. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where, where, where's Jack gone? I couldn't fucking see it on that. But it is, it was colorful and stuff, but there was nothing to, it was depth again. I'm fucking done with it. Did you hear about um, uh, Michael Bay, like uh, con- contacting all the owners of the theater chains, telling them to um, uh, increase the light in the I box. heard something about that, about yeah, the masking, yeah. just turn it up. Yeah, turn, turn the light in the projection up so, so, um, so, the, so the 3D doesn't dim my movie. Fuck everyone else's yeah, movie. <laughs> I like that. It doesn't dim my movie, my yeah, masterpiece. It's like, <laughs> no, because apparently, I mean, we don't know what if the if the story is going to be any good. But apparently, like, the uh, the word is is that this is the the best use of 3D since Avatar. Really? That it's the mo- yeah. I mean, like all of the people that have been, that have seen footage say that it is absolutely jaw dropping. Apparently, like the last 40 minutes of the movie is just one huge fucking battle. Is there giant robot balls? 
Uh, no. Uh. No robot testicles in this movie. <laughs> No racist. I, I I heard something that the racist robots are back in it. What? They're in it a little bit, or they're in the background, or something like that. Uh, they get killed, or something. They're mugging somebody. Give <laughs> <laughs> you money, bitch. That's because you a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> ain't big on reading. <laughs> yeah, we ain't big on reading. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, as as a, I mean, I think you go see the movie. Yeah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch it, but. Just lower your expectations just a little bit. I mean, the fact, as we were saying earlier, the fact that there is actually a Green Lantern movie is something to be happy about. Yeah. And the movie. When I saw the logo on the screen, yeah. it was like, fuck yeah. And the movie does have some some very nice Green Lantern moments. The moment in the trailer that looks stupid, where he goes Green Lantern night, you know yeah. that 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 works. actually works in the yeah. film. And when yeah. he actually assumes the mantle properly, yeah, it, it, he is badass. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and the, the movie does have things going for it. Like I said before, it's not a horrible movie. It just. It, it's just kind of a wasted opportunity. It's, it's Spider-Man 3. If you say so. Yeah, it's Spider-Man 3. It, it, it's like, ah, oh, uh, you know? It's, like, it's, it's You're not expecting more. The other thing that was weird off the um, the IMDB page was um, Hal's brother. Like, I mean, does Hal have a brother in comics? Does the ring only have to be chosen in the comics as well? Yeah. Where he gives the ring to Hector and it says, like, you can't just use it. Yeah, it has yeah. to be, you have to be yeah, chosen. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, the thing was, um, Hal's brother is Jim Jordan, his son is Jason Jordan, and his wife is Janice Jordan. <laughs> I was expecting J. Jordan Jameson to turn up as well. I mean, I didn't notice that. I mean, oh, does he have a brother and sister, brother and kids in the comic? I didn't know that. Hector Hammond. <laughs> Peter Parker. Oh, God. But yeah, uh, maybe I should just do a quick bit on Pirates 4. Um, less 3D in the dark, please, was the main thing. The whole movie, again, bad plotting. There's like, okay, so they want to get to the Fountain of Youth. Jack is all a bit more swash, swashbuckling because he doesn't have Orlando Bloom to do most of that crap. Um, they're going for the... What really bugged me about this was they're going... There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a MacGuffin. Yep. And it's like in Indiana Jones. Who put that giant rock there? We know why they put that giant rock there, but it was only one, it's a one-time deal. So does that work every time or does it just seals the thing forever? In this, it's like, right, so you want to go to the Fountain of Youth. Cool. However, you need to pick up two silver cups from Ponce de Leon. That's his name. Ponce. Perfume Ponce. You have to pick up his two What's cups. What's your name, Matt? Fuck! <laughs> so, you gotta pick up his two cups. <laughs> which are which are handily waiting in his house or in his ship on land. And it's like, he was looking for the Fountain of Youth. So, if you, if the Fountain of Youth has been there for a genera- for aeons. So, what happened before you had the silver cups? How did it work then? Or oh, you need a mermaid to tear. Who found that out? It's not like, alright, we've made the Fountain of Youth. Does, By does, the way, you need. How does, how does he make the mermaid cry? Oh, they try numerous things. Does he punch her? <laughs> they try that, it doesn't work. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be emotional. They gotta make her cry over a boyfriend who just pops up and dies for no reason and then doesn't die, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, there's this weird little, it, it's a weird But I don't movie. understand, I mean, like, my whole issue with this film, I mean, I haven't seen it. Uh, I didn't see the last one either. Because, I mean, like, wasn't the last one supposed to be the last one? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I think, I, I just don't understand, I don't understand why this movie exists. Yeah. That, that, that's my biggest thing. Greenbacks. Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually the it's actually the one that's made the most money. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a romp, but again, it's just like why why? Uh, okay, so you've got the fountain of youth. The water makes you young. Cool. It, so but, who but, sets up all this other crap in it, around it? It's like. But is, jo- is Johnny Depp fun in this? I mean. Yeah, he's alright. He's I mean he's Johnny Depp. I mean you get to have some nice bits and his interplay with Penelope Cruz is. Uh, how's, right. how's Penelope Cruz in this? She's alright. You can understand her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> that's I know that's an issue with you. You you can you, you very rarely can understand her. 
What? That's not me. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It fucking isn't. You can't understand her. I can't understand her. You don't speak Spanglish. I do, no. <laughs> you do? KDN for Colo. Colo. Fuck him in the ass. Colo. Not Colo. Eh, Bajero. But yeah, I mean, it's Don't just... Me verga. What's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Rush has a whale of a time as... What's his name? How's Ian McShane? Ian McShane is just kind of wasted. He doesn't get enough to do. He's He's got a ship where, you know, the, the ropes will get you. But... He's heard the one-legged man is going to kill him. The one-legged man is Jeffrey Rush, who he, you know, who was captured by his... He stole the, he stole the part. Um, and they took... Yeah, he, he got his leg, so he had to cut his leg off. So... That comes out near the end of it. It's like, so if there's a prophecy that you'll be killed by the one-legged man, you probably shouldn't have been such a dick to guys who cut their legs off afterwards. But anyway, it's just, it was middling to, mid, it wasn't even middling to fair, it was just middling. So. Okay. Yeah. So, worth seeing? No. All right, then. Especially not in 3D. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I mean, I'm completely over 3D. I mean, aside from Transformers 3, mm -hmm. uh, I don't really have any interest to watch any film in 3D, to be honest with you. I'm, yeah. I'm totally over it. Not that I was ever particularly excited about it to begin with. No. And it is becoming just like... Why am I wearing these glasses? Especially when you all, especially for me, because I already wear glasses. Yeah, everything's in 3D for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it is becoming like there's no there's no reason to wear these. Nothing is having well sense although, of depth. Although for Transformers Three, you can buy Optimus and Bumblebee masks that that double as 3D glasses. Brilliant. They're gonna be hot and fucking sticky in the movie, and you'll be able to see shit. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna buy it. I'm just saying like for kids. Oh yeah, it's for like, kids. Yeah, for kids. <laughs> but it is literally like. But don't blame me. There's nothing. There's no moment in. I watched that the other day, and something pointed out. I was like pointing at. There was one pointy pointing yeah. of the gun or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, why am I watching this in 3D? I mean, why why am I wearing this crap on my face? Because it's not pointing. And there's, there's this illusion of depth shit. But you're not you're not looking at that. You're looking at the main actor, and they're just on a flat plane in the middle. So you're not focused on the background, so there's no point giving it the depth. They're not pointing anything out the front, so there's no point with the, 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 the 3D coming out of it, isn't anything. The best part of 3D I can see so far is that the actual, you know, the countdown mm -hmm. at the beginning of the movie where they show the um, the film reel counting down, then mm -hmm. it comes out in 3D, it's like, ooh, wow, and it's like, fuck. Trope yeah, that work. is generally the most impressive bit. In yeah. <laughs> I mean, the words, you haven't seen Tangled, have you? No, I haven't seen Tangled. In Tangled, there's a nice scene where there's like, you know, they float, they're floating um, candles with the balloon thingies. You know those kind of things they do, you do mm -hmm. on the beach when you're a mm -hmm. wanker. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> there's a nice scene with that where they're on a walk, they're on a lake. Mm -hmm. So you've got the balloons floating past, or the, and they've also got the reflection of them in the water. And that, the depth is crazy because you've got like you know balloons going upwards and balloons going downwards, and it's all crazy. And they're on the boat, it's all beautiful. <laughs> and that's the nicest bit of 3D I've seen in, ever. I mean, I don't think there's. I mean, I've, what was the best 3D movie you've seen? Still Avatar. Yeah. And even with that, I mean, it's that scene at the beginning where he floats out of the yeah, coffin. Yeah, 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 yeah. After that, it's just like, yeah, purple people. But, uh, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's 3D, isn't it? So, uh, if you want to email us in, you can get us a podcast at mygettingfries.com. If you got this far, let us know as well. <laughs> and we're going to round things up with the uh, box office results from uh, Malaysia and the US. In Malaysia, number 10, Dylan Dog, Dead of Night. Dylan Dog's out? Yeah. Fuck! I want to see this actually. It's even, a car crash. E even though, even though I know it's going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, number nine, uh, Lot of Land. I really want to see that. What's it's, that? It's a Thai horror movie, and it looks awesome. It's about killer cars from Yugoslavia. No, it's a haunted house. Oh. <laughs> and at number eight, it's Bliss. <laughs> number seven, three, two, one, Chinta. Local movie, I'm guessing. I guess. 
Number six, Kung Fu Panda, the kaboom of... Do- I didn't hear the, that tagline, did you? Kaboom uh, of Doom? In the States, it's Kung Fu Panda 2. In, out, out, in, in other countries, it's uh, the kaboom of Doom. Why? Dunno. I don't know. Have you seen it? No, I, I want to. I hear it's quite good. Is it? Yeah. I saw somebody that said it was underperforming. Somewhere else. Yeah, it is, no, it is underperforming. But in terms of the movie itself, I actually hear it's quite fun. Cool. Uh, number five, X-Men First Class. Awesome. Number four, Avan Ivan. Uh, number three, Super 8. I really want to see this. But number I've heard it's like, okay, but not brilliant. Number two, KL Gangster, which has surpassed 10 million ringgit. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad when you're all jumping around celebrating because your movie's made $10 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, ringgit. ringgit. Number uh, one, one, Green Lantern. <laughs> number 10 in the US box office top 10 is Judy Moody and the Nut Bummer Summer. I got to see this. I hear it's terrible. Number nine, Midnight in Paris. I hear this is Woody Allen's best film in years. It, yeah. is, it is also uh, Woody Allen's highest grossing film ever. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, no, no. Second to uh, Hannah and Her Sisters. Owen Wilson Time Travel, right? I don't think it's um, surpassed Hannah and Her Sisters. Well, it's Owen Wilson Time Travel, right? Yeah, something like that. And number, s- number eight, eight, Pirates of the Caribbean, oh, Stranger Tides. And number seven, Bridesmaids. I'm hearing awesome things about yep. this movie. Number six, Kung Fu Panda 2. Number five, five The Hangover, Hangover Part 2. The Hangover Part 2 has become the highest, the highest grossing R-rated comedy in history. Wow. Uh, number four, X-Men First Class. Number three, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, I've seen the trailers for this. It looks quite odd. I, it, I don't know why Jim Carrey's doing it. I don't know. It, I, it gives me an eyesore. I can't watch. <laughs> number two, Super 8. And at number one, we have Green Lantern. So thanks very much for listening to us. Hope we'll be back on a regular schedule for uh, the next foreseeable future. And tune in next time for more reviews. Thank you. Thank you.